This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Ah, today is Friday, May 14th. Sorry, I'm like, Kathy, why didn't you start yet? That's you. Today is Friday, May 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced Thursday that people fully vaccinated against COVID-19 do not need to wear masks or practice social distancing indoors or except under certain circumstances. If you are fully vaccinated, you can start doing the things that you had stopped doing before the pandemic. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC, said during a White House COVID-19 briefing. Calling it an exciting and powerful moment, Walensky said the science supports the updated CDC guidance that everyone uh, who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physical distancing. She cited three studies, uh, one from Israel and two from the United States that show vaccines work. The Israeli study, which was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, showed the vaccine was 97% effective against symptomatic COVID-19 and 86% effective against asymptomatic infections over 5,000 healthcare workers. There have been reports of breakthrough infections among vaccinated people in the United States, a small number among the 117 million people in the United States who are now fully vaccinated. Lenski's announcement has a few caveats. She warned that people who are uh, uh, immune compromised should speak with their doctors before giving up the masks. The requirement to wear masks during travel on buses, trains, planes, and public transportation uh, still stands, Walensky said. Guidance for travel will be updated as science emerges. This is going to mean money savings for me because I've been paying a guy to rub my eyes because, you know, if you can't rub yeah. your eyes, he's supposed to avoid that. So, uh, this savings. The science is starting to uh, to show the signs, and, and that's excellent. I'm just loving this positive awesome. feedback, and we're getting it from the most learned people in the world yeah so she is actually recognized by the who as an expert kathy romano yes (laughs) oh me yeah yeah. i gestured towards you no but i meant the scientists with the cdc are handling this i think it's outstanding people who develop covid19 symptoms even if they are vaccinated should put the mask back on and get tested walensky said some people may choose to continue wearing masks even if they are fully vaccinated and that's okay uh federal covid19 response leaders said on thursday the people who led the city through the person who led the city through the COVID-19 outbreak is now being forced to resign, having nothing to do with the decisions made during the pandemic. Philadelphia's top health official was compelled to resign Thursday after the city's mayor said he learned partial human remains from the 1985 bombing of the headquarters of a black organization had been cremated and disposed of without notifying family members. Mayor Jim Kenney said Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley decided to cremate and dispose the remains of the MOVE bombing victims several years ago. The announcement of Farley's resignation came on the 36th anniversary of the MOVE bombing by design after Kenny consulted victims' family members. Among the 11 slain uh, when police bombed the organization's 
headquarters, causing a fire that spread to more than 60 row homes where five children. In a statement released by the mayor's office, Farley said that in early 2017, he was told by the city's medical examiner, Dr. Sam Galino, that a box had been found containing materials related to move bombing uh, victims. Uh, in the box were bones and bone fragments, presumably from one or more of the victims, Farley said, in a standard procedure to retain specimens after an autopsy ends and the remains are turned over to the uh, the person's next of kin, fam- uh, Farley said. Believing the, that investigators related to the move bombing had been completed more than 30 years ago and not wanting to cause more anguish for families and of the victims, I authorized Dr. Galino to follow this procedure and dispose of the bones and bone fragments, Farley said. I wonder how, how long they can hold on to remains like that if it's I mean, evidence. In the 80s. Right. I mean, that's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. The decision was his alone and other top city officials were not consulted, he said. After recent reports that local institutions had remains of move bombing victims, Farley said he reconsidered his actions and notified higher ups. Kenny said Farley told him about what occurred late Tuesday, took responsibility and resigned. I profoundly regret making the decision without consulting the family members of the victims and I extend my deepest apologies for the pain that this will cause them. Farley wrote. Kenny said that Farley's decision lacked empathy. Galino has also been put on leave pending an investigation, Farley said, or I'm sorry, uh, Kenny said. Some of society's most unusual ideas have turned out to be money makers in a truism that one San Francisco real estate agent is banking on this summer as he tries to sell a 1.1 acre lot underneath the San Francisco Bay. Under the Bay. Under the Bay. In a city where real estate prices uh, often seem irrational, the listing certainly offers an affordable alternative for bargain hunters. To see the vacant lot, you have to cross some natural barriers. The space is clearly off the beaten path, but offers you a chance to do some recreational fish fishing and for the weather, sunny and mild with amazing views, they say. Mm -hmm. The only caveat is that the 1.1 acre lot is underwater, located about three city blocks east of Candlestick Park. The property was purchased several years ago uh, by Trent, uh, Nick, sorry, how do you say? Jay. Jay. Trent Jay. Um, When asked what he planned to do with it when he originally bought the land, the owner, who was a real estate agent, recalls that he had no plans for the lot at the time. It was a good deal, he said. I haven't seen the property myself, Jay says. He bought uh, his land for from the San Francisco County at an auction about six years ago for less than $5,000. The asking price today is $75,000. So far, Jay has no takers. Jay hopes uh, that another pier could be added to San Francisco's waterfront. Yeah, I'd read that article, and I guess if you own that, I, I didn't know you could own oh, underwater, no. underwater property. property. But been... if the city wanted to build on it, you know, build a pier or something like that, I assume they've uh, got to buy it from you. Would that qualify as, as sort of like eminent domain? Because you're you're able. I mean, obviously, there's there's shipping that occurs. In other words, do you, how much from your plot of land at the bottom of the bay? How much? up do you own that's a good question in other words and and i also don't know what uh, if eminent domain covers underwater right right you're not because you can't build highways under there exactly exactly however what if you're running like a a cable like a transatlantic cable or a trans-pacific cable i I, I don't know i know a guy that once went to this underground city underwater city (laughs) you weren't allowed to eat hot dogs down there. massive eating restrictions right but it was a whole bubble city that was uh, it was you know it was in the gulf of mexico (laughs) maybe he can give us some insight can you poke him for monday sure you Um, know a guy i know a guy so this guy is a real estate agent and apparently this isn't the only underwater property that he owns. tom (laughs) swimmington no it is not the only underwater (laughs) property he owns so there's 
I guess there's something really? to it if he Maybe. owns more than one. Well, so he's saying if you're interested and you want to buy it, you might be able to get like a two-for-one deal because he owns several properties underwater. Insane. <laughs> In sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the Nationals yesterday afternoon in Washington. Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber hit two two run home runs in the first inning. Patrick Corbin pitched seven solid innings, and the Nats beat the Phillies 5-1 to end their four-game losing streak. The Phillies continue their road trip with a three-game set against the Blue Jays, who are playing in Dunedin, Florida, instead of Toronto because of COVID travel protocols. Vince Velezquez will get the start tonight, and game time is at 7.37. The Sixers lost to the Heat last night in Miami, 106-94. Former Sixer Jimmy Butler scored 21 points. Bam Adebayo added 18 and 12 rebounds, and the Heat held on to the number five spot in the East. The Sixers, who are only one game ahead of the Brooklyn Nets for the top spot in the East, have only two games remaining in the regular season, both against the Orlando Magic. The two teams are in South Philly tonight, and tip-off is at 8 o'clock. And finally, the Union, who tied New England on Wednesday night, stay at home with a quick turnaround as they host rival New York Red Bulls. The match is set for tomorrow, and kickoff from Subaru Park is at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, We are set to go for a Friday morning, and uh, we have a lot of things on our plate. We have the final day Uh-ho! of the Preston and Steve right. money clip. This is it. We're this is it. So you have seven opportunities to win $500 today. Do not miss those. So we'll have the first one coming up at 8 a.m. and then again at 10, noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'd love to make you a 500 air. Uh, we would love to make yeah. you a 500 air. Please be a 500 air. Uh, also, uh, we have our buddy Rob McElhenney on the show yeah. uh, today, and he's going to be talking Mythic Quest and also the Cora golf outing that's coming up. Can I announce this yeah. now? Yeah, like right now. This is pretty damn cool. So the 12th annual Cora for Kids Golf Classic is coming up. It'll be Monday, May 24th at the Philadelphia uh, Cricket Club. Uh, members of the President Steve Show are going to be there at the day, and we have this really cool offer and if you play golf you're going to appreciate this because if you go to contest at wmmr.com you click on contest you can enter for your chance to win one of two foursomes at this event okay and so if you know golf in the area you'll like this uh you, you can either win a foursome on the militia hill course and that includes carts and a four caddy or you can win a foursome on the Wissahickon course, a walking course. Caddies are included with that. Both prizes include meals and beverages. Wow. And by the way, like That's the, the Wissahickon course is a legendary golf course yeah. in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Like I remember the first time I got to play it, I was invited by a member to join somebody, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it was, yeah. it's it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's a walking only course, and it's it's got a a, a legend. In fact. I won the PGA uh, PGA Pro Am there oh. one year with uh, with a group of guys and this uh, professional who obviously played his ass off <laughs> and helped us, made us win. But um, yeah, it's it's amazing. And the only thing to keep in mind is uh, you'll need to tip your caddies. Okay, so yeah, come uh, on. And the Militia Hill course is fantastic too. I actually like that a little bit more than the Hicken course, even though it's the older, more traditional, uh, really. Uh, prestigious course. So, uh, entry deadline for that is Monday at 11 a.m. 
Uh, you have to be an MMR VIP, and you have to be opted in for VIP emails to be eligible to win. By the way, the prize value... It's like eighteen hundred dollars. Oh, that's yeah. amazing! Yeah. Wow, that's so obviously yeah. you, it would probably help if you're a fan of golf and golf yourself. That'd be great. You need to be able to play yeah. the game if you're going to play yeah. on on the big boy, big girl course. Hmm. You, you need to be able to play. Okay, so keep that in mind. If you've never picked up a club before, for it's uh, you know, if you just kind of yeah. miniature golf, yeah, don't don't enter for this because it's a real deal golf course. So anyhow, a few foursomes remain for sale for the event. By the way. And you can find the links links via that same contest page at WMMR.com. And proceeds benefit core services. Of course, their mission is to assist children, youth, families experiencing emotional, academic, and social challenges. It's kind of this all-encompassing uh, organization that does great work. So that is really, really cool. Yeah. Contest at WMMR.com. We'll talk to Rob about that later on today. Now, we have to award our coolest teacher. Yeah. And yesterday... We randomly drew Strathaven High School. We had the students vote for 24 hours. Yeah, and, and Press, I meant to mention this to you yesterday. Um, Strathaven has a legendary drum line. Oh, and, wow. Yes, a legendary drum line. Like, it is definitely, you know, much sought after to be part of that drum line. Like, you know, you hear the term band geek. Right. And that doesn't um, These exist. These are at another level. Doesn't exist. A worldly known good drum line. Yes. And I like, I love their cadence. You know how drum lines and, and bands have their own cadence and stuff like that? Like, yeah. their cadence is badass. Wow. Nice. All right. Well, we're ready to announce a winner from Strathaven. They have chosen the one and only Mr. Kevin Haney. Yeah. By the way, I have a stack of information about Mr. Haney. He's a big deal, apparently. Is he? So much so that there was an article, and I, I've only skimmed it, written about him in the New York Times in 2004. Wow. Yeah, so he's a big deal. He's an English teacher. He has coached basketball, lacrosse, volleyball, gave the school's commencement address in 2005 and 2019. In 2005, he was named Teacher of the Year and had a yearbook dedicated for his teaching of positive psychology. And that's what the New York Times article is about. And what is this? This was handed to me. It's highlighted. It was May 9th. Marissa, it says, this is the fifth wedding and this is the fifth wedding that I've officiated for former Strathaven students. So he officiates weddings. It's unbelievable. How great is that? Is there anything he can't do? No wonder people love this guy. All right, Mr. Haney, congratulations to you. And uh, if you can, please let him know, alert him that he has uh, won the dubious honor, and uh, maybe we'll get a call from him later on. That means we can now choose another school, and I believe Nick gets to pick this one. Exciting. And these uh, students get the weekend to vote. That's just kind of the way it rolls out. So we'll let you know what you need to do as soon as we hear the name. Nick is reaching in. I dug deep, Preston. All right, what you got? And I pulled out. I'm not familiar with this school. Uh and, and I, I hope I pronounce it correctly. Padua Academy or Padua? Padua. 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 That's where the Jedi's go. In Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware. In Wilmington. We're going to Delaware. It's an all-girls school. <laughs> all right. Padua is an all-girls school? All-girls school. All right. Female Jedi's. Students of Padua, you have 24 hours to vote for, not 24 hours, you got the weekend. Yeah. Damn time. <laughs> Uh, you can go to, uh, all you have to do is text word teacher to 39333, and we will send a voting link to you, or you can go to WMMR.com. What did you just discover, Casey, Nick? you know who went there? Pat Shiraki. No way! Oh, Pat Shiraki! Pat of 6ABC? No, 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 no,
All right, so uh, is this girls' school? Yes, yeah, oh, it is. Nice, nice. Are you ready to party? Padua, you got, uh, you got the weekend, so vote. Uh, text the word teacher to 39333. All right, let's take a break because we clearly have a lot of things to get to. We will be back in a moment with a stack of entertainment stories, a stupid question, things to give away. We might even play a contest. Yes, we got a lot awesome. of things that we need to unload. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay put. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Very easy, stupid question this morning for you. It's Friday. We're going to go easy. Yeah, why not? It's a kid. Everything's going so well. Yeah, we're going to give away a digital download of the heart-stopping thriller Locked In with Mina Savari. And the question I have for you is what city does the character Nemo get taken to Mm. in Finding Nemo? It was just on the other day. What city does the character Nemo get taken to in Finding Nemo? Now, while we're waiting for your call, normally I rattle off all these celebrity birthdays, but we've got somebody on the line that we need to talk to. Uh, We do. We have to go to our coolest teacher. And he is from Strathaven High School. We mentioned earlier, Mr. Kevin Haney is on the line. Good morning, Mr. Haney. How are you? All right. Good morning, guys. How are you? What, what, a, what a cool honor. What a great way to start a Friday. Well, Thanks listen, so much. You've, you've had several honors. I, I uh, was rattling them off. We got a little bit of information about you online. And uh, number one, you're an English teacher, but you have um, you've already gotten uh, Teacher of the Year before. That was in 2005, and you were featured in the New York Times as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. It was a, a program through uh, the University of Pennsylvania called Positive Psychology. And, uh, uh, you know, once we hit the ground, we kind of hit the ground running with that program and, and some some local and, and actually national um, networks got a hold of it. I was on TV a bunch of times with it. The New York Times came into a classroom, did a big story. Yeah, and, look uh, at that. That's cool. It was cool. Really, really cool. Wow, man. So you obviously, you, you connect with the students. Uh, and, and by the way, how long have you been teaching? Uh, 22 years overall, 20 of them at Strathaven. Wow. It's amazing. And what, you know, it's just, it's great to hear that, that students respond to teachers like this and, and uh, want to promote uh, this relationship that they have with, with the, you know, you being able to make a connection with them. Um, what, what, it, uh, I, I don't even know. What do you to attribute that. that to? Yeah. Yeah, why do they like you so much? I know, that's yeah. a dumb question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it's true. Why do people like teachers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think it's a cultural thing at Haven that, you know, the, the teachers really do get along with the students really well. And yeah. We're, we're a smaller community, and, uh, you know, sports matters, band matters, the arts matter, and, and we have an opportunity to work with kids on a number of levels, and the community gives us that opportunity, so it's 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 a really special place. I moved my own family into this community. That's how much it means to I'll, me. I'll, I'll tell you something, and it, it, I think all of our teachers so far have also co- coached a sport uh, and multiple sports in some cases. So I think that any way that you can connect outside of the normal regular school structure and have that one-on-one means a lot to these kids. And, and you've obviously dealt with over the past, uh, you know, with the, the year, the pandemic stretching too. Uh, uh, unique circumstances. What, what has been the status? Have you guys been hybrid, or what have you guys been dealing with? Uh, we began the year all virtual, uh, converted into or transitioned into hybrid. Now we're we're full in, in person all right. at this nice. point. Nice. And, uh, it's, it's been great. The buzz in the hallway is incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it feels good to be back. And uh, I, I just think that this is a nice way to end the year, to, to see these kids' faces and, 
and to give especially our seniors this opportunity that they thought they weren't going to get. Ah, awesome. Hey, Kev, where did you uh, actually go to high school yourself? I'm a West Catholic graduate, 95, West Catholic. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I, I'm an O'Hara guy, but I also I grew up in the Strathaven School District, so I'm very, very familiar with, uh, you know, with the area and, and the school district. And I, I was um, – I was – Surprised that uh, that uh, Mr. Woolery didn't win coolest teacher this year because he just you know he thinks he's so cool and um, I just when you see him today can you remind him that he has never not even once even come close to beating me in diving okay I promise uh, Steve's a good buddy of mine I promise I'll get on him for you today I not even close did he ever come to beating me in diving just remind him of that that this short little fat kid. Beat his ass in diving every single time. Is this the guy uh, that pointed out that picture of you in the yearbook? No, uh, no, okay. no, no, no. Right. Just check. It. Just no, no, no. And now right. Kevin beat him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now Kevin beat him. What a loser. Yeah. And by the way, and by the way, Kevin. So you you also officiate weddings, correct? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride. It's been uh, you know I, I did a wedding a few a few years ago. For uh, two students that actually met in my class. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome! So they they asked me when they asked me, I said, "Listen, we met each other in your classroom. We stayed together all these years, and you know, would you be our efficient?" So that was the first one, and then from there, people got wind of it, and I started to another wedding for Strathaven. I just did one on Saturday. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! So so have you got a have you got a, a style now in your officiating? You know what? I still get really nervous up there because it's, I mean, it's the most important day of their lives. And yeah. I, I'm up there. Yeah, I, I teach public speaking, and believe it or not, I still get incredibly terrified doing something like that. Listen, better but, uh, that, that you're... Style, my style is just make it personal. Just, you know, yeah. make it personal, make it a cool experience for their family and friends, and... uh you know, have a few beers with some some graduates afterwards. You know, uh, <laughs> well, better that you're officiating weddings from people who met in your class than doing christenings from people who met in your class. So it could be uh, a little bit more elaborate. But no, that's so cool, man. That you that you that's obviously great. mean a lot to these uh, kids and now adults. So congratulations, you deserve this. I really appreciate it, guys. This this is a, this is an incredible honor. Thank you so yeah. much. And and not just an honor. Uh, it comes with gifts, Kevin. So we're going to give you the official presidency of coolest teacher there coffee mug. We'll also give you a pair of MMRBQ tickets, and you will sit in the coolest teacher section with other cool teachers. Any coolest teacher T shirt to wear to the show, and we'll give you a twenty five dollar gift card to Acme Markets Fresh Food Local Flavors. All right, man. Uh, you guys rule. Awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations. Let's hear it for Kevin Haney. Coolest teacher at Strathaven. And we now go to Padua Academy in Wilmington, Delaware. It is your chance to vote, and you just text the word teacher to 39333. We will send a voting link back to you, and uh, you can also go to WMMR.com and vote for the teacher. And you guys have the weekend, which is really cool. All right, uh, normally I, I go through the birthdays, but we yes. had a, a lengthy discussion, so here we go. Fastest ever birthday. Go, yeah, because there is a lot. Here we go. David Byrne, Ian Asbury, C.C. DeVille, Tom Cochran, Kate Blanchett, George Lucas, Sofia Coppola, Tim uh. Rolfe, Amber Tamlin, Robert Zemeckis, Danny Wood, Miranda Cosgrove, and Mark Zuckerberg. Hey! All hey! Those, those are damn good ones. I they think we are. need to go back and review each of them for about 10 minutes. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go to uh, the phones and see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. We want to know what city does the character Nemo get taken to in Finding Nemo? And we will go to Bob because he was our first caller. And hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday, Bob. All right, so what city does Nemo get taken to in Finding Nemo? That was T. Sherman, 42, Olive Lake, Sydney, Australia. You are correct. Well done, sir. 
Hang on, Bob. You got it right. Uh, we're going to give you a download, a digital download, the heart-stopping thriller locked in, starring Mena Savari and uh, Costas Mandior, Mandalore. Uh, a hostage must stay one step ahead of her captors in the hunt for stolen diamonds if she has any chance to escape alive. You can buy or rent tonight, rated R, and that is from Paramount Pictures. All right, I have a lot of stuff to get to. Do it. Uh, the news that John Mulaney and his wife are divorcing broke on Monday, of course, but it appears he's already moved on. People is reporting that the comedian is dating Olivia Munn. What the f- I know. Yeah. Big score. I don't... I don't Okay. You sound disappointed. You? What's up? Uh, I, I you don't wanted know. to date John Mulaney? I wanted to date Olivia Munn. No, she is <laughs> she is really, really hot. <laughs> Just for some reason, this this one doesn't make sense to me. Listen, uh, did yeah. Scarlett Johansson and uh, Colin Jost make sense to you? Yeah, no. The, no. This, this makes more sense yeah, yeah. than that. This makes more sense than Pete Davidson and the yeah. laundry list Kate of ladies. Kate Beckinsale make there. more yes. sense to you? So yeah. I, I see John Mulaney as a good-looking guy. He's obviously personable. Yes. You know, uh, and... he, he might be in that realm. Listen, who cares? She's got Olivia Munn. He'll batter around like a, like, you know, I mean, not beat her, but like, you know, have some fun with her, like a, a catch toy, and then move on. I guess she'll dump him pretty quickly, but he'll have fun. A source told the magazine, this is very new. They're taking it slowly. They met at church in Los church? Angeles. Yes. Huh. Uh, the actress reached out. Do you to- want to go out with me? I think of uh, uh, coming to America. Jerry, you good girls in church? Meet them there? I'll answer once I swallow the Eucharist. Uh, the actress reached out to Mulaney in December after he entered rehab following relapse uh, for his cocaine and alcohol addiction. Padre, could I have that microphone for a second? Olivia, I'd like to ask you out this Friday. Uh, at this, t- at the time, she tweeted, sending so much love and support to John Mulaney, you got this. So she had tweeted something out, and then maybe that's where they connected. I don't know. I think if you get a tweet from anybody, and this is for all you single guys, if anybody randomly t- tweets anything at you, ask them out on a date. Uh, source told Page Six that uh, the Big Mouth star asked for a divorce from Anna Marie Te- uh, Tendler three months ago. She said through a spokesperson earlier this week, if you remember, I am heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. Yeah, it's clearly something that he wanted. It seems like something she did not want. Uh, sounds from that now statement she, that she's that's the case. Moving on to Olivia Munn. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to another story. Ellen DeGeneres opened up about the rumors that her show was toxic, uh, a toxic environment in her first interview since announcing uh, that her show will be ending after season 19. We have a couple of clips. She sat down with Santa, uh, Savannah Guthrie uh, that uh, and said that she had uh, had 255 employees and had no way of knowing what was going on behind the scenes. So let's... She yeah, had a couple of these. I haven't listened to she, these yet. Uh, she says, at the first clip, she says that she believes that this was an orchestrated attempt. To- I mean, I really didn't understand it. I still don't understand it. Um, yeah, I thought I thought something was going on that, that, because it was too orchestrated, it was too coordinated. And, you know, people get picked on, but for four months straight for me, and then for, you know, for me to read in the press about a toxic work environment when, when all I've ever heard from every guest that comes on the show is ha- what a happy atmosphere this is and how what a happy place it is. Wow. All right. And uh, then she talks about uh, sticking with the original plan, why she, uh, why she just didn't. If all this was coming down on her now, just stop now. It felt personal. It felt like somebody really did not want the show to come back. And I thought, well, if I don't come back, they win. And I'm not going to let them win. Right. And how she managed everything, she believes that she got rid of all the individuals that would have been considered toxic. Okay. I hear in the, I read in the press that there's a toxic work environment, which, I mean, I had no idea, never saw anything that would even point to that 
there was an investigation and found out there were some things that happened that were not okay, and uh, we took care of that. So, yeah, they're wrapping up, though, and uh, it's going to be done. So, yeah, and, and what she said yesterday, you know, Preston, as far as her original plan, her original plan was, you know, about 19 years. Yeah. Uh, at least not, not at the beginning, obviously. Who knew it was be, would be as successful as it was? But right. she was talking about wrapping it up. She does have other interests that she wants to pursue. And uh, so that's it. Yep. A chapter is closing. Yep. All right, this is interesting. Oprah Winfrey revealed her most embarrassing interview moment. She was on an episode of... No, she didn't crack one. I'm so sorry. I'm so... I cannot control this. I am sorry. I had chili. Uh, she was on an episode with literally with Rob Lowe and she told the Parks and Rec alum that uh, she was talking to Sally Field and felt a responsibility to ask the actress about Burt Reynolds, or of course Smokey mm-hmm. and the Bandit co-star and former partner she asked, does Bert sleep with his toupee on? Oh, man. <laughs> and she said, even saying that now, I cringe. Even think that I had asked that oh, question. No. She said, but I asked it because the producers are like, you have to ask, you have to ask, you have to ask. That's what everybody wants to know. And Sally, according to Winfrey, then shut down in the interview. Uh, couldn't really get going after that. Sucks. that. And it happens if you ask a, if you ask a question that's yep. a little bit too far off. You're, you, you throw it off. Yeah. And our follow up question is, what gets you off? Uh, your guest will uh, will shut down, and yeah. then you have a crappy interview the rest of the way. So she said that was it. Yes, <laughs> and Bert slept with his toupee on. She had to have interviewed her more than once. Though. She I wonder did. If she. Like, you know, off air said something, you know, I apologized wonder. or whatever. Yeah. Did Bert's taint smell? <laughs> oh my God. What's with you, Oprah? Uh, Ronnie Ortiz Magro is leaving Jersey Shore Family Vacation to focus on his mental health. Uh, the MTV R- Now he's doing that. The MTV reality star made the announcement on Instagram uh, yesterday, writing in the story after taking, or I'm sorry, after talking to the team at MTV. After talking to the team, we have uh, mutually agreed. We have mutually decided to agree to the. What? That I will step yeah, away, I will step step away, away from, from the, the show, show for a while and, and seek medical, medical treatment for my mental health issues. issues. That thank I've ignored you. Oh, I've for too long. Thank you. Hold on, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my number one goal now. My number one goal right now. Is facing my struggles head on. And this process will be difficult, but my number one priority is to get healthy and be the best man and best father I can be for my daughter. They didn't charge him uh, with his, uh, we didn't charge him with uh, abuse, which is the original thing that they brought him in for. Um, they reduced right. the charges, so... Listen, if he has issues that he can tend to and be a better person at the end of it, that's cool. Yeah, they dropped the domestic violence case, but uh, they have filed a probation violation against him. And they also said he's criminally stupid. (laughs) We're going to charge you with that. Yeah. (laughs) You are criminally Criminally stupid, stupid, sir. Is that a thing that I could go to jail for? No, I'm just observing. (laughs) You are criminally stupid. Wow. Go stand in that corner. That seems rather defamatory. (laughs) You're so dumb it's against the law. You're not wearing... Did I forget my pants again? Uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that uh, Machine Gun Kelly is looking to the future with his girlfriend Megan Fox. And according to their insider... What does he see? I want to know how everything ends up. Kelly would marry her in a heartbeat, but Fox is the one that's holding back. That's according to a source. Uh, They have a great relationship, and she doesn't want to change for right now. I think she knows that... This is... (laughs) I don't think she probably sees long-term in that. I mean, I know she probably digs him... 
but she's been through enough to know that um, you know she better play this. Play the long game on this one. According to the insider, she always takes her three children into consideration. Uh, they they met back in March of 2020, so uh, it's still you know they, they they're they're working it out. We'll see. Uh, Chrissy Teigen's cookware line is no longer available at Target. What? Oh, man. Uh, I was just going over to Target today to pick some up. The move appeared to come just after Teigen apologized. I was going to pick up her melon baller. For bullying Courtney Stodden online, but sources tell TMZ that the split with Target was a mutual and amicable decision reached way back in December. Uh, The famous personality will be selling her products through e-commerce and through several other retailers, but it won't be at Target. To be anymore. honest, I never, I didn't even know she had a cookware line. No. Yeah, she does. I've, I've seen it. We were looking at, uh, at some stuff, and then I, I walked by the pots and pans, and I'm like, oh my God, she's right there. So, Is it yeah. right uh, next to the Ronnie Ortiz Magro line? <laughs> Is it colorful? I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, then I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, here's some of the colorful stuff, Kathy. There's drab green <laughs> and white and white. Yeah, that's uh, no, like I've seen like a like a baby blue, a pink, and a turquoise. I'm wondering right. if that's her or not. I, I think I'm okay. not sure. Uh, Carrie Ann Aniba, Anaba, sorry, and uh, former boyfriend uh, Fabian Viteri have split. What? The Dancing with the Stars judge wrote on uh, an Instagram story: "I am single again. Grateful for what was. Confused." Uncertain for the future, sad, hopeful. Oh, that's okay. beautiful. Uh, I see her as probably being difficult. High maintenance. Do you really? Yes, yeah, I agree like, with you. I mean, and strictly from how she is on the show, like she seems very uh, control. Like she would controls yes. the situation. She's very like demanding of the uh, contestants and all that. So I don't know if she brings any of that home. It might be difficult. Did she just get over a, uh, a sickness? Was she, did she have COVID or something? She she was sick for a oh, while. Did she? And she had to remember that she had to step down from her judging duties, and someone else stepped in for her. I don't know, but I'd let her control me. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. uh, according to James Corden, the trick to losing weight is changing your mindset. The late night talk show host was discussing his 23-pound weight loss uh, with the Zoe Ball breakfast show <laughs> and said, uh, this is my tip, and I'm not for one minute saying that I've cracked this, but... I've done every single diet in the world. I've done them all. And what I've realized is the notion of going on a diet is wrong. You're not on a diet. You're going to change the way you eat. Isn't he a a Weight Watchers spokesman? I believe so, yes. Uh, So, And he he said you're going to change the way you eat forever. Uh, Just see this as this is how you eat now. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh, with Weight Watchers. He started that back in uh, January. So, obviously, that's helping out when, you, when, you, when you're when you being watched to. and paid to do it. <laughs> you better do it. So I think he's of the type, just physically, where he'll, he'll always appear to be sort of cherubic, but he I, I've seen the weight loss. He looks yeah. good. Yeah, and it is that way. I'm, yeah. I'm somebody I, I, I will uh, – I, I have successful weight loss. You know, uh, like right now, I've I've lost uh, like twenty pounds or so, and and you just that's what you got to do. You have to change the way you eat and your mindset, and you've got to stick to it. And you can do it. It's 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 difficult at first, but it becomes routine. And forced vomiting helps, right? No, no. oh no, that's actually not, good. not at right, all. Right. Yeah. Uh, when Prince Harry first started dating Meghan Markle in 2016, the pair apparently would meet up on secret supermarket runs. This is a secret supermarket run. He we're currently conducting a secret supermarket ow, run. Ow. You have to stop that. Thank you. That really does hurt my ears when you're banging at that arm. Uh, the Duke of Sussex told Tax Shepherd. 
During an appearance uh, of Ar- on Armchair Expert, the first time Megan and I met up uh, for her to come and stay with me, we met up in a supermarket in London, pretending that we didn't know each other. When he Ca- arrived in a royal carriage, didn't I, that tip that's people what off? I'm wondering yeah. how how you know can hidden yeah, can with, he with, be with the horns playing? <laughs> <laughs> He said, texting each other from the other side of the aisles. There's people looking at me. I shall meet you on the other side of the rutabagas. Giving me all these weird... <laughs> all these weird looks and coming up to me and saying hi. Cucumbers uh, are very sensual. <laughs> Sensuous. <laughs> Mine is bigger than this. <laughs> I'm pledging the fraternity. Nothing for me today, thanks. Uh, he said, there's people looking at me, giving me all these weird looks and coming up to me and saying hi. Uh, he didn't reveal which supermarket, but TMZ points out that there's a Whole Foods only 100 yards away from the palace. What? Oh, my God. The queen must go in the whole time. So maybe he just strolled Do over there one day. have those little almonds colored in chocolate? Uh. Uh, how about this? Uh, Andrew W.K. and Kat Dennings are officially engaged. Wow. Uh, this sort of blew my mind. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know that they were a thing at all. Uh, we found out last week, I think, uh, Nick had posted something on uh, WMMR.com about them dating or being a couple. But, yeah, they are engaged. Kat Dennings told us, so we have it on good faith, Preston. We have evidence. She told us. When she came into the studio, year, was it years ago? Yeah. Uh, that she listened to us uh, on Y100. Yeah, yeah. And Andrew WK, didn't he oversee Sarah's wedding? He yep. did. He, he officiated? Was, he officiated uh, Sarah Parker's wedding, yeah. Uh, the WandaVision actress shared the news on Twitter Thursday, posting a photo of the engagement ring along with the caption, Don't mind if I do, Andrew WK. Uh, they only started dating earlier this year, so... We'll see. He's an interesting dude. He's a very nice guy. He's really, really fun, but he he's... Uh, Intense. Uh, he's he's just got this uh, personality about yeah. him, which is quite unique. He's smart. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I wish the best for those two. Yeah. Howard University announced Wednesday that alumni uh, alumnus uh, Felicia Rashad has been appointed dean of the recently reestablished College of Fine Arts. Uh, the This Is Us star will be... Do you have any possibility of commuting my sessions? <laughs> I don't know what sort of powers you have, but I'd appreciate it. Uh, she will begin her role on July 1st. She said it is a privilege to serve in this capacity and to work with the Howard University administration, faculty, and students in reestablishing the College of Fine Arts. Yes, Felicia, congratulations <laughs> on your honor. <laughs> Get me out! He's just, he's desperate, man. He's just completely desperate. He's, he's reaching out to anybody with any type of <laughs> You're clout. close enough. Do you ever hear him playing the harmonica at night? I don't. I, you know what, I gotta get, I gotta drive by there and sit outside the, the walls. Preston lives close to the prison. At, I'm, uh, right, I'm right by Bill's house, yeah. man. I forgot she was on This Is Us. When you said that, I'm like, wait, who's he talking about? <laughs> there he is. Uh, the esteemed actress. Can that, find a sweater. Graduated. <laughs> Prison food stinks. Damn! 
How's that song go? <laughs> His name is Malcolm. <laughs> He'll always be Theo to Phil. He forgets now. Uh, the esteemed actress graduated uh, magna cum laude with a bachelor's in fine arts from Howard University in 1970. Wow. Uh, Rashad, who is 72 now, has served as guest lecturer and adjunct faculty member con- uh, conducting master's level classes at many colleges, universities, and arts organizations. The list includes Howard, New York University, Vassar, Carnegie Mellon, and the Black Arts Institute of the Stella Adler Studio of Acting. She's a learned woman. Uh, and she, she also taught auto shop. And she was the first recipient of the Denzel Washington Chair in Theater at Fordham University. All right. Uh, and after Chadwick Boseman had passed away, uh, Rashad said during an ABC tribute to him that she had mentored Boseman while teaching at Howard University. Isn't that he, wild? When he was a student. How about that? Yeah. Good for her, man. So, yeah, totally. I think it's a great honor. Uh, let's see. Disney's Jungle Cruise will debut in theaters and Disney Plus premiere on July 30th. This is with uh, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt? Correct, yeah, and it's based off the Disney theme park attraction. Uh, Johnson wrote on Instagram Thursday, the most important thing with our movie was to always take care of families around the world by giving you options to watch it. Audience first, he said. Did you ever do the original Jungle Ride at Disneyland? Uh, oh, not! A, I've never yeah. been to Disneyland. Oh, I, I thought you were for some reason. No, nah, I've yeah. been to Disney World, and I've done uh, the, the the Jungle Ride there. But I mean, years not ago, the original. So I was a kid. So you know, amusement parks were you know they Disneyland was the mecca. It was it, you could not yeah. even comprehend it. And going on that ride was just one of the most. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. It was, it, and it really it would look so cheesy oh, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just amazing. Old rides like that. They yeah, they were fun. There was this. Um, uh, theme park in Branson, Missouri. It's still there. It's called yeah. Silver Dollar City. And they had this train ride where at one point, uh, these guys rode up on, on, uh, on horses <laughs> oh, yeah. and they robbed the train. Yeah. Wow. While you're wow. Riding. I'm like, that's How? pretty cool. This is amazing. Some of that old school stuff is, is fun. And, and old rides with old animatronics and stuff like that are kind of fun to go and, and reminisce about. So yeah, but they're, they're take they're turning it into a full theatrical presentation. When so I think of that stuff and I think of the stuff that they have now, like Hagrid's, you know, motorcycle ride at the, oh, uh, man. at uh, Universal. Yeah. Uh, it's just night and day. And the, uh, the Avatar ride. Oh my God. At Disney, I can't wait to my my daughter still just raves about that. Oh really? Yeah, I gotta I gotta make my way there and get on that thing. What are we watching here on the is screen? This Branson? Uh, <laughs> is this, is oh, that people? Yeah, that looks like Silver Dollar City right there. <laughs> is that people at waiting video. in line for the ride. Uh, yeah. No, these uh, this is not the way I remember it. But okay, yeah, they uh, those are the same actors that they had when you were a kid, Preston. Probably they just, they stuck around this whole time. Probably back in my day, they fired guns and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. I'm getting in touch with my feelings now. All right, uh, the Friends reunion will air Thursday, May 27th on HBO Max. And the special reunites the stars of the show. It will also feature a ton of special guests, including uh, Maggie Wheeler, who played Janice, and Reese Witherspoon, who played ah. one of Rachel's sisters. Other former recurring cast members who will attend include uh, James Muckle Tyler. He played Gunther. Uh, Christina Pickles and Elliot Gould as Monica and Ross's parents. Hmm. Tom Selleck will be return as Richard. Well, you know, he'll be showing up to talk about his character, Richard. And Larry Hankin, who played Mr. Heckles. You know, um, Tom Selleck actually did date Courtney Cox for a while. I think that sounds they, vaguely they familiar. They were an item for a, wow. for a while. One last story. Uh, Catherine Hahn is the latest addition to the cast of uh, Knives Out sequel. They keep adding people to this. We had, 
Uh, Daniel Craig obviously is going to return in that, but uh, Dave Bautista was announced. Janelle Monet, we mentioned that yesterday, and Edward Norton. So they're really stacking the deck. Yeah. Uh, it is set to make its debut on Netflix, by the way. All right, we're ready for clips. No, or, you no have movies. Movies, movies. all right. That's what I, I thought. forgot which one we do first. Uh, <laughs> we're heading to the Shire. It's time to do the movie. <laughs> I was sorry. This spiral from the Book of Saw, a horror thrill, a horror thriller film, stars Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson, Max Mingala. Uh, it is about a criminal mastermind unleashing a twisted form of justice and spiral. The terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saw. Running time is now in thirty four minutes. Rated R, and it gets a wide release today. Rotten Tomato score gives it forty six percent. Then you have Army of the Dead, an yeah. action horror film starring Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell. Omara Hardwick and more. Uh, the plot is Army of the Dead takes place following a zombie outbreak that has left Las Vegas in ruins and walled off from the rest of the world. When Scott Ward, a displaced former zombie war hero who's now flipping burgers in the outskirts of the town, is approached by casino boss Bly Tanaka to retrieve $200 million from under Vegas, he must assemble a team and get to work. Uh, two hours and 28 minutes long. It's rated R. Uh, brief theater release today followed by streaming on Netflix, May 21st, Rotten Tomato score at 76%. Oh, wow. And then finally, Those Who Wish Me Dead. It's a mystery thriller. Stars Angelina Jolie, Finn Little, and John Bernthal. Uh, the plot is a smoke jumper and a traumatized boy fight for their lives as two relentless assassins pursue them through a raging fire in the Montana wilderness. Uh, an hour and 41 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide release in theaters and streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 65% so far. And now we're on to the clips. Yay! The new Apple TV Plus series, The Mosquito Coast, dives into the world of an idealist who moves his family to Mexico while running from the U.S. government. In this clip, star uh, and actor Justin Thoreau talks about what drew him to his character. Here we go. That's what one of the things that drew me to playing him. He's just incredibly complex, you know, and he's sort of an enigma. And as you pointed out, you know, um, even though he sort of throws a, you know, a bomb over his shoulder while leaving the U.S., he brings his personality with him. And that, that goes wherever they go. And that's the problem. So I find him fascinating you know, for all those reasons. What? Was this a Harrison Ford movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and based on that. the book that Justin Thoreau's uncle wrote. Thoreau. No Thoreau. Oh, yeah, Justin Thoreau. Thoreau. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Thoreau. Uh, was the author of uh, Mosquito Coast, and the Harrison Ford movie was based on that book, and now Justin's in the TV adaptation of it. I have not read the book, nor have I seen the Harrison Ford movie, but I am watching this, and I'm really enjoying it, and, okay. I'm, and I'm glad I don't know anything about the source material, because... Um, you want to come in fresh. Yeah, I'm and coming you in use fresh. Mosquito Shield at home, so it'll, <laughs> uh, it'll speak to you. But not only that, but like it's been exciting, and I don't, you know, there's there's a lot of questions that I have that they're not answering that I know they will answer. But like being in the dark as I'm, yeah. you know, taking this ride has has been a lot of fun. The movie was kind of weird. It was yeah. okay. I th- uh, yeah, it was all right. You know, yeah. Uh, do have not enough mosquitoes of the Mosquito Coast streaming on Apple TV Plus. I mean, it's called Mosquito Coast, for yeah. crying out loud. Uh, can we pad the mosquito numbers a bit? All right, next clip. 
Angelina Jolie says that she likes playing characters who are imperfect and finding their way through life because she is too. And here the actress talks about what else drew her to play Hannah in Those Who Wish Me Dead. I found her kind of funny. I found somebody that was just so off and inappropriate and um, not very good with children and a little little reckless and a little strange. So I, I like that. Uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead does open today, as we mentioned earlier. And there you go, your entertainment news to wrap up the week. We have to take a break because we have a lot to do today. Rob McElhenney is going to be joining us on the show. Uh, We also have your last two chances to win $500. Yeah. The money clip wraps up today. So make sure you're with us at 8 for the first shot at winning that. Several other things happening as well. And Padua Academy in Wilmington, we have selected you as the next coolest teacher school. So you can text the word teacher to 39333 and we'll send the voting link to you. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. Make sure you stay with us. This weekend's featured MM artist. Hi, this is Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Rocking all the colors of the Weezer rainbow with double shots every hour, including cuts from their long-anticipated 15th studio album, Van Weezer. Before they roll into town with Green Day on the Hella Mega Tour, hear all of Weezer's best tracks and win free digital downloads of their latest release. You'll also score an official Rivers Cuomo collectible Funko Pop. MMR VIPs, click contests at WMMR.com for your chance to win the grand prize, a Van Weezer Deluxe Box Set. Weezer and 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. I'm going to do a uh, shout-out, if you don't mind, real quick. I got this uh, email from Stephen. He just signed it as Stephen, although it says from Pog. Yeah, that's my name, too. In, I, I'm Stephen, and people call me Pog for short. In the uh, the from uh, ca- uh, the little indicator, it says Pog. So, anyway, uh, he says, good morning at Presbo. I'm requesting a shout-out uh, for my son, Tyler, who is graduating from Westchester University on Saturday. Oh, that's right. awesome. He said he fought through tough times and adversity to complete college, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, Going to meet him early to get a beer and shirt at Jake's. Uh, congratulations, Tyler and Julie Jerkoff, it says. <laughs> uh, he said, and, and he, he verbatim wrote this out, Thanks, and is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known, uh, been come to known as? So is there uh, some yeah. of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been come to known as? <laughs> he wrote it out exactly. That's great. He transcribed it perfectly. So a short for... Tyler, there you go. Congratulations, man. Chris, can I do one real quick, too? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. but uh, uh, Yeah, I have one more, but go, go ahead. Oh, okay, so uh, mine was uh, for a guy named Mark Hall and Joey. Uh, I met them yesterday. They work at Best Buy in South Philadelphia, and everybody in the uh, the back room, in the um, crew room, they were listening to MMR as I was there. Uh-huh. So I, I meant to tell Pierre that so we could zap them, but if we could, they asked for a shirt. So it's Joey and Mark who work at Best Buy in South Philly. Nice. Thank you. And then this is an interesting one. This is from uh, Sally Scott. She says, hey, my son, Mike. Uh, he's a big fan, and I know he's reached out to you. In fact, I think there's some kind of autocorrect Godzilla glitch on an email he wrote. Uh, he's an opera singer and lives in the Netherlands oh. with his wife and four kids, and he listens to your podcast every day. Of course, there have been a no opera since last March, but because he's a great family guy, and he's been working at a coffee company uh, filling orders, we're proud of him for doing what he has to do for his family. His wife, a concert violinist, has gone back to school to be a nurse while taking whatever work she can get. Uh, shout out from you guys would mean the world to Mike. We haven't seen them for almost two years now, and it's killing us. 
Uh, but his dad and I are trying to do whatever we can from here. So, Richard, you guys, and thanks for listening to from the Netherlands. We appreciate it. Imagine that. putting an opera guy on charge of taking phone orders. Right? Yeah. What can I do it's, for you? That's perfect. It's going to make yeah, you stand out from every yes. other coffee joint. All right, uh, it's Friday, so we got to clean out the junk drawer oh! and get some stories that we have not had a chance to get to all week long. So let's do this thing. I mentioned uh, Target earlier. Oh, sorry. I got to dig through the. Yeah. Uh, I had mentioned Target earlier, and uh, Chrissy Teigen is not going to be selling her uh, cookware there any longer. But Target, this I did not know this, has temporarily stopped selling. Pokemon and yeah. sports trading cards in its stores, it says, for the safety of its customers. Wow. What are they, so, razor-edged? So, no. So because of uh, the pandemic, they've, uh, they're have they trading them like crazy. They're worth tons of money. And there was a shooting where uh, oh. somebody, I don't know if the person died or they were shot, but over Pokemon cards. The value of trading cards has skyrocketed no recently kidding. with rare cards going for astronomical prices is what, according to this story. So, Kathy, how how old is Jace? Uh, he's nine. He, he got into Pokemon uh, last summer because the kids at the pool all would bring their um, their three ring binders filled with the Pokemon yeah. cards. So we have a couple, and I know the rare cards were like a big deal when you got one. So when Ben was seven or eight or nine, uh, we would avoid that section in Target Preston when we were leaving because he would want Pokemon cards every time we went past. Uh, so it's not just Pokemon; it's sports cards, sports trading cards as well. Sports wow. cards, yeah. So the 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 value has gone way up. So yeah, my my son collects uh, Magic the Gathering. Okay, and they sell those cards at uh, Target as well. I wonder if they're going to stop all mm. of that stuff for the time being. So okay, so the the, the Pokemon stuff are they are they. Um... So it's simply because of the value of the cards that's causing this violence. Yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah. wow. because they're. You know, I mean, they can. Uh, you get a hold of a rare one, and and you've got, uh, you know, some money. Uh, so I guess people are. I don't know if they're stealing from each other or what's going on. I was reading a, a study on the correlation between street the murder, you know, the incredible murder rate like we have here in Philadelphia and Chicago and other areas, and how social media is such a key element of yeah. that. Yeah. Like this, like yeah. a kid shows a picture of look at my Pokemon cards. And some rival yeah. comes over and kills him. I wonder, if, target. I wonder if my son still has them because he hasn't played with them in like three or four years. But if they're this valuable, I mean, we might as well make some money. Off you know what? what I was yes. Uh, you know what? I'm going to talk to Parker because he's got boxes and boxes of cards that he's had for ages. Might be a rare one in there. Yeah. And, dude, if you're not using them, cash them in. Nick, you have a Daryl Strawberry card. Yeah. You should and see what that's worth Doc Gooden rookie card, Daryl Strawberry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if Pokemon is hot right now, I, I Ben was, like, all in on Pokemon for a long stretch. And then, like most things, when you're that age, you kind of fade out of it. Yeah. Uh, it says here, by the way, on this uh, news story, soaring card prices are driving some would-be collectors to extremes. In recent months, scalpers have targeted Pokemon cards, Destin's, Destined for McDonald's Happy Meals hmm. huh. and ravaged cereal boxes on supermarket shelves wow. to extract the special edition cards within. In Japan, one man allegedly climbed down a rope to break into a store and carry away $9,000 worth of Pokemon cards. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a hot commodity Pre- right now. Preston, I collect Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. Those oh, my God. Okay. What do you think they're worth? I think you need to set those aside for now okay. because they are only appreciating in yeah, value. Right now, as, they're only worth 15% off. As the days go on. So, uh, yeah, I had no idea that this was uh, taking place. No, so. I didn't know that. And usually, and then it will be stories like this that will fuel 
the value to go up even more. Yeah, you know, because there's a the hot demand and and there's a fervor over it. Well, you, I, I I clearly remember I was walking my dog around uh, where I live, you know, Germantown Avenue. I was up, you know. Uh, just casually walking along, and I see listener Mel, you know, who's a big fan of the show and, and always calls in, running around with her phone, and she was doing the the, vert, the Pokemon, Pokemon thing. Pokemon Go? Yeah, oh, the whole thing. <laughs> and I would see people in my area all the time. I, you mm-hmm. don't see them as much hunting. now. But it was they were all hunting for the little icons yeah. and all that crap. All right, so if you're looking for Pokemon cards, I don't, I don't, you're not going to get them at Target. Yeah, they may be unless you're packing heat. Shelves elsewhere. Let's see what else we have. All right, uh, I saw this kind of interesting story, and if you find yourself waking up at the same time each night, yeah, uh, there could be a very uh, simple reason behind this. I, I wake up <clears throat> at least two times a night to go to the bathroom. Okay. Uh, to go pee. Okay, you leave the bed, though, to do that, right? I do, okay. yes. And so I don't have, but, but I guess some people have this um, issue where they will wake up uh, around the same time each night, and it can be bothersome. So there's a sleep expert, Dr. Michael Brews, uh, says your body is out of fuel. It's a, and it makes sense if you think about it. Uh, say you wake up at 3.30 a.m. each night after eating dinner at 6.30. That means you're waking up right when you hit about nine hours without eating. Uh, Brews says a science shows that you can prevent this by either having a teaspoon of raw honey huh. okay. or a cup of guava leaf tea hmm. about a half hour before bed. Yes, I'd like uh, some guava leaf tea, please. <laughs> Could you bring it up to the bedroom? Thank you so much. Uh, both of which have been shown to keep uh, blood sugar stable all throughout the night. Needs to be stable. I keep a turkey leg in my pillowcase. Oh, that's yeah. so handy. Just so I just reach right in and pull it out. Yeah, I, I, you're I, still I, waking up, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, of course, yeah. But he wakes up oh, and satisfies yeah. that, uh, you know, You're that still craving. waking up. This, you, is, this is so you don't wake up. Okay. Do you, have a, you say you have a consistent wake-up time? Yeah. Just, just, well, not a time. Okay. I, I, I turn the clock around so I never know what time it is. Because I, fi- I used to fixate on the time. If yeah. I would look over at the clock and see what time it was, I'd be like, oh, my God, i got to be up in an hour. So I, I wouldn't be able to go back to sleep, so i turn the clock around. I have one that projects the time on the, on the wall. So I actually find it, it works for me conversely because I usually, the one time I'll wake up or the most often, I'll wake up with a couple hours left before I have to legitimately wake up. So it's like the, ah, oh, I got a couple yeah, hours. and I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I maybe ever since I had my hey, just take your prostate out; it'll really help. Yeah. I haven't had as much waking up during the night issue. Well, so yes, as yeah. as guys age, well, just get surgery and you'll your, be fine. Your prostate yeah. gets a little bit yeah. bigger and it pushes on your on your bladder, yeah. and therefore the frequent urination. So I'm sure that's what it is, but. Dr. Mike and his finger have determined that mine is not <laughs> mine is not enlarged yeah, like at this my, point. My, dear Lord, you're the size of a beach ball down there. Yeah. I am, uh, uh, God bless Dr. Mike. Right. I am every morning, 3 a.m., uh, and it's been that way for like a year and a half. At okay. This point. And it's, so I'm going to try this honey try thing. Try the honey thing. I am actually going to give it a shot. Um, Do you know why it's 3 a.m.? Because that's the, the, the uh, it is the perversion of the Holy Trilogy as, de- team, as determined by the devil. Right, just like in Amityville Horror. You remember what time he was waking up? No, nope. three a.m. Okay, three twelve. Uh, even though I've never seen that, and yeah. I hate horror movies, but I'm sure that's uh, there's a connection. It's there. not you have to urinate. It's because you're <laughs> you're in some sort no, of league with the devil. It's not urinate. Like I'll I'll pee when I get up in the morning, but I'm able to make it through the night. But yeah, I definitely want to try this this honey thing. I also try uh, ginger tea at night. You ever guys have that? Or no. you guys ever have that? How late yeah, do you, how late do you drink ginger tea then? Right usually, before you go to bed? No, no, no. Um, after dinner, it helps with digestion. And this is a you know I'm a dude getting older kind of a thing. Yeah. But like it literally helps me if i've had a bigger meal 
digest. Well, before I watch the Seven Hundred Club, I'll have yeah. my I'll have some warm milk and a uh, scone. Nick, my mom's been giving us ginger tea since we were kids. It works. Um, yeah. Do you actually like? Will you like peel the the actual ginger? This or will you keep getting, you a virgin. Are no. you getting just a ginger tea bag? A uh, ginger tea bag. Um, you should. It, it's really good if you make it on your own. Like it's very strong. It helps like sometimes with my sinuses and stuff. Right. So you'll take raw ginger. Yeah, and, and you actually make it yourself for figging and. <laughs> Do you do you just throw a little bit of ginger in the tea that you're so you, brewing, or no, what do like you do? You cut it up, like super small, like almost, wow. um, you know, mincing uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Mincing is that it, one yeah. of your your mother's yeah, backwoods cures? So oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll bet that is really strong, man. Because ginger, raw ginger is bang, yeah. man. It's it's got some power to it. Yep. Uh, okay, so anyhow, try this. Listen, if you're waking up at the same time. Every night, try this little trick out. If it doesn't work, then I'm sorry, but, but it might yeah. be worth uh, giving it a shot. A little teaspoon of raw honey, which tastes lovely anyway. All right, what else we have here? Uh, Volkswagen will start testing its new autonomous vehicles in Germany this summer. Uh, the German, uh, German automaker's electric ID buzz vans will use hardware and software developed by Argo AI, which is a Pittsburgh-based startup that is backed by Ford and VW. And by the way, these are cool-looking vehicles. If they become commercial, if they become yeah commercially available or uh, personally available, Pierre's got to get one. It's it's modeled after the VW bus. It is. It looks classic '60s VW bus. And this has got Pierre written all over it because it's electric, which he drives an electric car. And it has that style, which he loves. So the question is, at what level of autonomy? Because right now you could, though it's illegal, in a Tesla, turn it over completely to the Tesla to drive with. And we've, you know, there've been a, a couple of outlier issues, but it, it, it's it's fairly effective. And I remember when I was doing endorsements for Volvo, they had a um, they were on a different level of autonomy, and they were actually. Their uh, engineers were designing um, sleeping harnesses, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, so I don't. This I'm. Is, this isn't at that level yet, is it? Well, there or is it? It will be by 2025. All right. So that's when they're looking at. I'm. I'm not down with the autonomous right vehicle thing. I just think there's too many uh, variables, and and you know, some I, some accidents are going to happen, and it, some people are going to get killed. Not that there aren't things like that that happen every day, all the time. But Preston, have you ever had printer problems? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have. So if you have printer um, problems, if you're in a two-ton vehicle that's yeah. your printer, if there are designated AI autonomous vehicle, right. Lanes and roads and so on. I'm totally cool with that. I always keep referencing Minority Report. Yeah, because you remember that. That's that's what uh, that's what they sort of have now. Yeah, I love the idea. I do enjoy sitting at the wheel. Now, again, on that Volvo that I was uh, driving for a while, in stop and go traffic, like in in a rush hour situation, or you know, uh, that was actually very cool, Preston. I could kind of relax a little bit and just you know touch the wheel occasionally, and it would take care of its business. I can't see tooling around inside the city. And having, you know, errands right. and stuff and starting stopping and having that be something I would be confident with turning over to the car completely. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, they're looking by 2025. Argo, which has been testing his vehicles in the U.S. with Ford over the last few years, said that it would be launching the fifth generation of its automated driving technology with the VW ID Buzz. That's what they're calling this. It's the electric version of the automaker's iconic microbus. Why don't you just jump onto a passing Domino's vehicle, one of those electric... Uh... When those are up and yeah. running. Yeah, so so they're they're working on getting that up and, and uh, moving in Germany by 2025. Now, I have a... Um, I have actually have several uh, car-type stories here that have to do with vehicles. Um... Have you guys ever heard of the Carolina Squat? Yeah. 
that's where you're getting your butt tickled with a feather yeah. while you're giving oral to a hobo. So you've heard of it. Yeah. No. The Carolina Squat is an aftermarket modification when someone buys a lift kit for their truck and only installs half of it. What? And it essentially it causes the front of the truck to be several inches higher than the back. It looks like it's it's leaning oh, back. Oh, I have seen this. It's stupid looking. It looks ridiculous. It uh, also it it limits your field of vision. Of lawmakers the road. are and, and credible auto shop owners say it is beyond dangerous. Yeah. And uh, according to this uh, expert, they said, uh, A, you can't see over the hood. B, you're robbing the transmission of lubrication. And C, when driving the vehicle, you're actually getting airflow underneath the vehicle, making it even more unstable. Uh, Google Trends show in the last year, more and more people search for Carolina Squat. And squatted truck. That's stupid. So, wh- And now a bill is making its way through the uh, North Carolina General Assembly to put an end to this. I would have to imagine they make that illegal. Because think of think of that. Um, you're going down the road or say there's a kid out in the street or you can't see. It'd be easy for someone to get swept right under the vehicle. Mm-hmm. This makes, this is, of all the dumb stuff that they've done, <laughs> this is this is at the top. If you have this and you don't have truck nuts hanging <laughs> on the back of it. You're you're only you're only doing half your job. Yeah, because uh, those is as dumb as it gets. Those completed. Uh, the bill would prohibit drivers from elevating their vehicles more than three inches above the manufacturer's height in the front and two inches below in the back. Now, anybody who's ever like been a fan of race cars or any sort of souped-up car pressing, you always have it pointed down towards the front. Right. That's that's the way you. That's the cool look. Yeah, this is uh, this is they're just looking Stupid. for something different. And uh, if the bill passes, the drivers. Uh, in violation, will have their licenses revoked. It's like when Nick put spinners on his Mini Cooper. It was just, it just looked weird. Right? That, you guys remember I had that train horn on there for a little while. <laughs> now the train horn. I now that's a good accessory. Yeah, just for dicks out on the road. There was a couple of weeks ago where I complained. Uh, you know, I was probably sounding like an old man, but I was whining about uh, the cars that are intentionally really loud. Yeah. And uh, somebody wrote to me, and it was a really nice letter, a uh, nice email, and he, he was sort of justifying it and the amount of work that. Uh, they put into it and the pride that they take and the the noise that their car makes. I just don't get it. And I, don't, I mean, like maybe that's ignorant on my part, but like it just seems like you're just making it about you and you want everybody to look at you and notice. Yeah. Well, yeah. during even if it's just during the general day, but occasionally, like when you're trying to sleep and you can hear a car nine miles away. Dude, I live near an overpass, and and they, I am I'm convinced they intentionally rev the motors and <laughs> rev the engines when they get under the overpass just to make it louder so they can get the. Oh echo. yeah, 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 yeah. It's I was so uh, obnoxious. Yeah, there there was a time, Nick. I think I was in the uh, on the Vine Street Express way yeah. and you know how you go underneath totally. those overpasses and uh a guy who had a, a souped up vet or a camaro it was an american car and as we got under there because some of those cars actually have a little switch that that will yep. change the um, yes they do uh, the exhaust and make it louder yeah he did something and it just exploded in sound yeah. and it was because he was underneath that he wanted to make it really uh reverberate do you have an adjustment on your because on my car i can sit Set like three or four different levels of exhaust, so so I can I can yes. get a yep, if, I, exactly. if I want that. Yeah, uh, I don't want that. Yeah. So I mean, it, the the engine is is powerful enough, but mm-hmm. I don't. To me, that always is is annoying. Yep. Uh, I have another car thing here. Um, you guys have seen about vehicles uh, production being slow because of a shortage of microchips. Uh, the problem has persisted, and it looks like the problem is going to be sticking around for a while. 
Um, and in fact, I'm waiting on a car that I've ordered for. It's been six months and it oh still hasn't arrived. I remember. Uh, I I would. I won't get it for another month or two, probably. My level of impatience would. I'd be. I'd be absolutely out of my mind because you know you want this new car. But it was. Uh, it had to do with this this chip shortage. Can you use potato chips? No, you can't. No. But the automotive chip shortage is now in its fifth month. The situation is getting worse, not better. But there may be some changes because of that, and there has been a uh, a surge in analog making a comeback in new cars. Like, so, like tubes? <laughs> no, no. Like like so now in the new cars you get the dash on some of those is fully digital. Yeah. I mean, and not just some of them have the dash that is that goes all the way over from your you know standard uh, speedometer and odometer and all that. That stretches out over to your entertainment system. It's as a well. virtual, yeah. So yeah. Your, your entire dashboard is electronic. I had the option of doing that when I got my car in 2017. I like a couple of physical readouts. So that's what maybe making right. a comeback right. because of this. Okay, I what? saw the, these headlines and I saw the emails. There were there were company emails that went out, and I was wondering why. Why are they sending this out? And I didn't read any of it. All I read was that there was a chip shortage. <laughs> I thought it was chips. You saw potato chips? I was like, oh, is this about hers? Like, are they telling us that we're not going to get any hers anymore? Are we going to see a shortage at Target no. and chip, you, chip you, If it was funny. a shortage of hers, you would detect a lot more panic. That was I an mean, email from Matt Calper, right? Yeah. 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 I saw it. I didn't click. I just like, wow, everyone's going Poison easily has some sick news concerning <laughs> chips. Not chips in your car, but chips like potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> I literally thought you know, it was you know, a hers thing. You know what happens if you eat too many chips? You get sick. Yeah. In your stomach. It's called chips stomach sickness. <laughs> By the way, the surge in vehicle technologies is partly responsible this for, is the, a chip surge. Uh, for the rapid inflation of car prices in the last seven, several years. Because of all that tech, 18% of cars' cost was from onboard electronics in 2000. Yes. In 2020, the cost of electronic gizmos and vehicles accounts for 40% of the cost. Well, you're driving an elaborate computer. And projections are by 2030, electronics will make up 45% of that cost. So some automakers have uh, scaled back on heavy tech features in their vehicles to make their chip supply last longer. So my tech in my car is 2017, and, and they, they keep getting exponentially more involved. I And I realize, Preston, and you know me, I'm a big tech dude. I love it. I don't need... I don't need... Every little iteration right. of technology in the car, you always have, it's like the, it's the Steve Jobs model. What do you, what do you need? Are you going to use it? Right. There was a car that I drove for a long time, and when I went to... It had a crank handle on the front. No, when my lease was up, I did not go with that brand because there was so much stuff in the tech on the dashboard that I didn't use. I didn't even know it was there. I didn't know how to use it, and I just went back to... Not that... I mean, there's certainly tech in my car now, but it's definitely a little more modified. I hear you, Kathy. I hearken back to the story of Preston... We were sitting in a parking lot trying to figure how to shut a BMW off. Yeah. Oh my. Or yeah, the, we couldn't figure it out. Could yeah. not figure it they out. Did, they and, didn't show us ahead of time, yeah. and we took it out for a drive, and, and we're like, I don't know how to turn what? this thing off. And the park in the reverse are like different opposite directions than a normal car. And it some of the cars weird. now don't even have park. You put it neutral, and it will park. It will go into park itself. Uh, so some automakers have scaled back on tech-heavy features in their vehicles. Uh, for example, Ford ditched the fuel management mo- module in some f- new F-150s. Uh, GM says it will build some 2021 light-duty full-size trucks without fuel management mo- modules as well. So things like that. Sick. Not the, the, the real obvious stuff that you're going to want to use, but some of these little tech uh, 
you know, things that are kind of hidden in there that maybe you didn't know about they're going to they're going to do without. Um, so can I tell you what I'm raging about? So furious <laughs> over uh, a shortage. So remember the everybody bought the inflatable hot tubs last year. Well, right. we were one of those people. The prices were inflated, paid a ton of money for this hot tub, used it for four months and it broke the the um, I guess the motor? The, the motor on it broke, whatever it was. So contacted the company, which is Intex, and they said, OK, yes, we can replace the part. It's still under warranty. We're going to send you a part seven months later. The part is not available, and again, so now we're going into summer without your, uh, and I can't use it. Can you? May I suggest something? So, is is the motor what heats the water, or is it just simply a sauna? Like no, like the whole thing is unusable. Get a because- small outboard motor for a boat, yeah. <laughs> right, Preston? They did but that I, in Major League, remember? <laughs> so I've gone as far as, and the company is, it's clearly overseas because, yeah. uh, I mean, they have they have a California-based division, I guess. Yeah. But, um, like, I emailed the uh, CEO <laughs> because no, cause every time you call, they're like, the place, the part's not available. I'm like, can I speak to a supervisor? We don't have supervisors. Oh, my God. Can I speak to your manager? We don't have managers. I said, you just work. You don't have a yeah. supervisor or a manager. How about your overlord? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kathy, did you send it from your WMMR account? Uh, no, I didn't. I sent it from my personal Sometimes. Account. Listen, I'm on a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like one of the top terrestrial radio shows in the country. I'm not saying that to impress you. I'm saying it. I'm going to make it rain blood <laughs> for your stupid company. I'm sitting out there in static water. Like a sponge. <laughs> First world problems. But you know what? Then, I, of course, I see all these reviews, and everyone's like, you'll never get your replacement part there. It's a scam. Oh, they suck. Man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm so pissed. It sucks. Yeah. So pissed. All right. Let me get to one more thing. We have time for one more thing? One. Um. All right. I'm going to switch gears. Oh, oh wow. Are you going with two things? Oh, Damn. Now, there was something oh. I was going to say for music news, but this is too cool, I think. So... Steve, yeah. you're probably the only other person in this room that knows of the band The Sparks. Yes. So The Sparks is a weird group that I've always been fascinated with, although I couldn't tell you one song they do. <laughs> no, but I'm aware yeah. of them. Actually, there is a song they did with Jane Wheeling called Cool Places. Cool Places? Yeah, yeah cool, I love that song. I want to go to cool, cool Places with you. Yeah, it's a good video, too. So Cool, cool there is a movie coming out about this band. About the, the Sparks? Sparks? You guys know Sparks? Nope. No. Okay. Do you know the song Preston the, was the, referencing? Nope. The, the first time I remember seeing anything about the Sparks was in the um, video that Paul McCartney had for uh, a song called Coming Up. He's playing all, he's portrayed all these different characters. Coming and there this, up. And there's this one character with a, with a kind of Adolf Hitler looking mustache. Yeah. Uh, with a, a skinny tie and a slick back hair, and he's doing these really weird movements. I'm yeah. like, who is Paul going to meet? And I had seen an interview with him, said that he was this guy in the Sparks. So I looked up the Sparks, and they're this really weird duo. They've had 25 albums in 25 their career. 25 albums. Wow. Um, they're really arty, really strange, but it's pop, pop-ish, punk-ish, new wave-ish music. Okay. And there's just something about them. And apparently, they have been... Heavily influential in the world of music. And it's essentially the way it says in this article. It says, uh, the movie is celebrating uh, the inspiring legacy of your favorite band's favorite band. So it's like one of those. So it's like Big Star. You ever heard of the band Big Star? Yep. No. Big Star was another influential band that you've never heard of. So, But they inspire other musicians uh, to go on. And Sparks, 
I, uh, I've I've gone and the music's cool. It's interesting. It never really grabbed me, but I am fascinated with this group. My impression of this uh, this band is is uh, is that, and, and they seem to uh, a lot of artists wanted to work with them, and they would do like a song on um, on other artists' albums, and it was kind of a big thing for them. There was there's another um, another band. I think it's called the Blue Nile, and it was the same sort of thing where they just. All bands love them, but regular civilians, yeah. non-musicians, don't know them. That's kind of what yeah. Sparks is. And so, uh, here, Marissa pulled up Cool Places. Uh, and they did they did weird videos. Yeah. It was a real... And obviously, you get the 80s synth stuff yeah. is, you know, what this is. But this is them with uh, Jane Wheedland of the Go-Go's. Um, but they, they have a movie coming out about the band... Uh, the first documentary from the visionary behind Baby Driver and Coronetto Trilogy. It's uh, being directed by Edgar, Edgar White. White. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, this I'd, should be right in his wheelhouse. Yeah. I find this um, I find this to be a pretty cool thing that I'm uh, I'm looking forward to checking out. There's something else I was going to say about it. Uh, but it, it includes uh, Flea, Beck, uh, Jack Antonoff, Jason Schwartzman, Neil Gaiman, and a bunch of other uh, people that are talking about. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Where are they say. from, by the way? They're American. Are they? I, I thought always they were, thought they were like German. I thought they were British. Uh-huh. And that's what I found out this morning while I was watching the trailer for this. I'm like, God damn they're it. American? They're American. How so, about that? Had no idea. Huh. Uh, well, all the actors are British, but we have sparks. And in fact, Todd Rundgren is in this movie as well. Nick just pulled up. They released a single from their collaboration with Todd uh, this year. And Todd is in this, and Todd obviously was just nominated in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's one of those guys, too, that musicians like. Um, yes. And, and uh, he worked with a band called Utopia, which yes. I, I didn't yeah. really know much about. Oh, yeah. And then my girlfriend got me into them, and, and my girlfriend's dad is way into them. But, like, I love artists like this because other artists like them. And so then you find out a little bit about what inspired the popular artists, you know, in, in the first place. Well, Todd Rundgren would be one of those as well. Where, yeah. So he had he definitely has had his level of success, but he is also adored by other musicians. Uh, so this movie is coming out June 18th. In 3D? So, uh, I don't no, know if it's on know. 3D or not, but... Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It then. might be a cool yeah. little weird cool places, cool places, little weird thing for you to uh, check out. But uh, all right, I wanted to throw that in. I was going to save it for music news. I'll, I'll push it back to music news again later on. We got to take a break, and uh, thank you for allowing me to clean out the junk drawer. We've got money to give away today. Is the final day of the Preston and Steve money clip. So when we get back, your chance to win five hundred dollars starts with us. Stay put. Love MMR. Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch in topsoil. It's manufactured on-site, and they also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Mulch Works has delivery or pickup uh, for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for details. Uh, we'll start with a story in our general vicinity. An Ocean County teenager was hospitalized Tuesday after he was impaled during a track and field javelin ah! throw. Oh, my God. Yeah, Right. Uh, the incident occurred in a field outside Donovan Catholic High School in Tom's River. Was he the catcher? The police said they found an, uh, they, uh, they said upon arrival, officers were directed to an open field near the track and field training area where they found an injured 16-year-old boy. 
Uh, the teen, who is from Pine Beach, had suffered an injury from a javelin impaled in his right thigh. Oh, my God. Uh, that's awful. Uh, the yeah. javelin was impaled several inches into his thigh. However, there were no visible. there was no visible bleeding, and the victim was conscious and having a conversation with first responders. Firefighters from Tom's Jeez. River cut the javelin to allow for the safe transport to the hospital. Uh, it was not immediately clear if the victim is a student at the school or whether he'd been participating in an athletic event. Was it the case that he was at, it was thrown, and it, or did how did it get in know. his leg? They don't know. All yeah, right. it, I don't know. In the story, right. it didn't indicate. But he was taken to Jersey Shore Medical Center to remain there on Wednesday. The extent of his injuries was not immediately known. I have heard of people dying from that before. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a javelin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one former shoe store employee is facing legal consequences for his actions on the job that were arguably worse than stealing or mismanaging merchandise. New Zealand One Shoes employee uh, Malachi Wiley stands accused of exploiting his professional position to take covert photos of his customers and co-workers before committing sexual acts with their footwear. So he was... He was spanking it in their shoes. Uh huh. Wiley allegedly also I've got to fo- try that. photographed or filmed the acts for the purposes of sharing them on what the outlet describes as a network of porn, fetish, and Facebook pages. Oh, the 23 year old man was arrested and has since cha- uh, been charged with one count of theft and two counts of offensive behavior. And I'm going to paraphrase here for surreptitiously sniffing, spitting, and splooging into shoes at his workplace. <laughs> I've decided wow. I can use that word splooge. Splooge is absolutely yeah. fine. So he was splooging in the shoe. Oh, yeah. The shoes included a pair of Converse that belonged to a young co-worker and a pair of Nike Air Force Ones that belonged to a blonde customer. Oh, yeah. Wiley's profile said uh, on uh, his social media, as you might imagine, from, my time, from time to time there are some pretty sexy experiences. My favorite is when hot girls leave their shoes lying around as they walk across the store to get the other shoes. Oh, my God. Uh, he wrote this on a, on a forum uh, that uh, is frequented by foot fetishes. He said, I don't want to get too crazy. I don't want to lose my job. Now, while Wiley allegedly began posting photos taken at uh, Number One Shoes in December 2020, he has been committing similar crimes since his days as a student in college. Uh, in 2014, evidence suggests that he created a Facebook page dedicated to aggregating pictures of his female acquaintances' shoes. He hey, said, hey, 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 what is going on here? He said, I asked them if they would be willing to help for an art portfolio I'm doing at school and tell them the art portfolio uses photos of their shoes to express the influence of brands on customer behavior. Yeah. Uh, while he was allegedly able to obtain photos of hundreds of pairs of shoes this way, many of which he posted along with the owner's names, pictures, and contact information. Uh, the ruse came to light when a German woman identified as Ellen noticed that photos of uh, used clothing and shoes were appearing on foot fetish sites and managed to identify some of their owners and locations based on the candid photos Wiley allegedly took and the detailed description used in his post. Did this bring back painful memories for you, Preston? With your... I, had a, I had a foot thing. You had and, a foot thing. Yeah, my, uh, in my foot modeling days. Wiley, who is currently out on bail, is scheduled to appear in court again on May 25th. Yeah, some Disgusting. dude was probably spanking it to pictures of my feet somewhere. That said, what shoe would you use to get off with? Wow. What would be your foot apparel, the most likely foot apparel to go to? I'm thinking something along the lines of a slipper. Uh, a slipper? Yeah, something maybe, a little bit more malleable. Crocs. Crocs. Maybe. Crocs. Kind of what I was thinking, Case, that rubber material. Yeah. You know, I'm not really sure, but ponder that for a while. I'll tell you a different story while right. you think about that. Um, this is an interesting story because you've got, well, I'll just tell you. All right, go ahead. 
A prison inmate murdered his convicted child rapist cellmate on Monday, the Delaware State Police announced. That's kind of okay. It's kind of okay. You don't want a murderer murdering people. Because that's illegal. And wrong, even if this guy was a, a child molester. But then again... This dude, you know, is a child rapist. It's tough. At face value, a conviction would not change very much for defendant John Cameron. He's he going to jail. Is, well, he's already serving a life sentence for first-degree murder. Double secret jail. Uh, troopers responded to the James T. Vaughn Correctional Center in Smyrna on Monday. Authorities determined that uh, Cameron killed Philip Langell, uh, who was serving a 20-year sentence for rape in the first degree uh, against a victim under 12 years of age. Officers did not reveal the alleged motive, it says here. Uh, Langell died at the scene from injuries to the head and neck from asphyxiation. Police said wounds to his head, face, and neck were consistent with strikes of a closed fist. Basically, he beat him to death. Jesus Christ. Uh, Cameron was arraigned Wednesday. He's being held in the Department of Corrections in lieu of a million-dollar cash bond, which I don't know why you need that since he's already in prison. But uh, uh, Yeah. I, I, listen, it's my, when my brother worked, uh, he was a uh, corrections officer, and uh, the, the old um, belief that these guys are targeted by other inmates is true. And so if they're, you know, anyone like pedophiles are are often secluded from other uh, inmates. So I wonder why this was the case. The murderer, John Cameron, was arrested in August 2007 for a lethal multi-day crime spree in Delaware. It began huh. with Cameron <laughs> attempting to set fire to a family member's car. Then he stabbed a woman with a screwdriver, committed a carjacking, murdered a father of four and Jeez. store clerk at an A-plus mini-mart during a robbery, committed another carjacking, attacked someone, and finally resisted arrest. So this is the guy... That did the murdering. So, yeah. Not a prince himself. He's got issues. Uh, And then finally, we'll end with this. Parts of Australia are having a real rodent issue, and residents are routinely sharing their horror stories of the encounters. And on Tuesday, Australian Broadcasting Corporation journalist Lucy Thackeray shared a video to Twitter that appears to show some of the rodents raining from the sky. Yeah. It turns out the video actually shows living and dead mice falling to the ground as a New South Wales farmer was cleaning out their silo. She had captioned her post, even if grains in silos, mice can still get to it. Uh, and like uh, it was, they were they were cleaning out the auger. It was disgusting. And so it's coming out of this pipe and yeah. it's raining mice. You see these mice. I mean, Hallelujah. tons of them. Uh, the mice have been running amok across both uh, inland New South Wales and southern Queensland, so they're having a real problem with it. And that is what I have in your bizarre file this morning. Less than five minutes remaining for you to enter our money clip word, which is ace. So you need to move now. The word is ace, A-C-E. Good luck to you. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, Rob McElhenney is going to be joining us around 9 o'clock uh, this morning more. And we've got to do a contest, man. Yeah. We've got yeah. Stuff to give away, so stay close. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Rob Zombie. Papa Roach. Wolfgang Van Halen. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I want to mention this. We've got um, Rob McElhinney joining us in a little bit. And coming up on Monday, May 24th, which is rapidly approaching, is the 12th annual Cora for Kids Golf Classic. We have a chance for you to win a very cool thing. If you play the game of golf, you're going to love this. So the outing is going to be at the Philadelphia Cricket Club, place that I love to play on the occasions that I've had the privilege of being there. I was there at the last one, Preston, prior to COVID. I don't even play 
It, it, it's gorgeous. Isn't it beautiful? It's gorgeous. So what you want to do is we have a chance for you to win one of two foursomes, and I'll tell you how to do that in a second. Uh, one foursome is at the Militia Hill course, which is the newer of the two courses at Cricket Club, Cricket Club. and that does include carts and a four caddy as well, which is pretty awesome. And the, we also have a chance for you to win a foursome at the Wissahickon course. It's a legendary golf course. And it's a walking course, so keep that in mind. Caddies are included with that. You're going to have to tip your four caddy or your caddy, depending on which one you win. But you want to make sure that you do have some money for that. But other than that, both prizes include meals and beverages. They serve great food at these events. And what you need to do is go to WMMR.com and click on contest, and you can get entered to win. The deadline is Monday. You have to be an MMR VIP and opt in for VIP emails to be eligible, eligible to win. It's it's a prize pack that's near like two grand. It's like a, an eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred dollar value. It's awesome. And generally, usually, you have to be with a member to play. The food there is excellent. Uh, that's actually the course, Preston, where I was uh, unbeknownst to myself driving up what was basically the golf cart street. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> part part of there's there's a believe it or not yeah, there's yeah. a road that goes through and across one of the holes, yeah. and sometimes vehicles will accidentally drive out. I was there. wrong. Yeah. You got to be careful. You can get hit by a golf ball when it happens. Uh, but it, there are a few foursomes that remain for this event. Some of us are, uh, from the show are going to be there yeah. as well. Click the contest page at WMMR.com. It is on May 24th. So you can buy into this as well. And, of course, you end up giving some great money to a hell of an organization, which is Cora Services. So we'll talk to Rob about that in just a little while. But we got something else to do. It's time to play a game. We are going to play Mashup Madness. Hey! And we got stuff to give away. That's our intro created by DJ Cummerbund, who most of these are straight from his uh, YouTube page. And uh, you'll find yourself, or at least I don't know what the selection is like over there right now, Preston, but many is the time I'll hear a mashup that I'll think, I would buy that. Oh, I, yeah. I love that mashup. Yeah, some of them are really, really yeah. good. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. That is a number. Call now if you'd like to play the game. It's very simple. We'll play a song for you that's mixed up two, at least two songs. And you have to identify the title of both songs and you win a prize. And we have some great stuff to oh, give yeah. away this morning. You want to mention a few of those things? Yeah, I mean, uh, right off the bat, we have two pairs to give away of uh, the Genesis show that's uh, going on sale today. The second show on December 3rd. We also have cases of Stella Artois. Mm. And we got some Barb and Star and Promising Young Women All right. uh, gift pass. A variety of things well. to give away. Yep. All right. Uh, let me go to my first caller who has no intention of playing this game whatsoever. It's yeah. Jackie. Hey, Jackie, are you there? Yes, I am. Jackie, you don't need to play this game, do you? No, I don't. Why not? Because I just won $500. Ah! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackie. You you just made it. This is the last day of the. I, know, I never thought I would. I know. You did. Presidency money clip. You got it. Where are you calling from, Jackie? I'm calling from outside Westchester. Outside Westchester. Are you working today? No, I'm off today. I'm oh, off. oh my oh. God! Things are going your way. Everything is going your way, Jackie. You've been a long time <laughs> listener of the show. 
A uh, very long time since you guys were at um, uh, 100. Yeah. All right. Excellent. We love you. Thank you. We appreciate, oh, love you guys too. We appreciate you. all your years of loyalty. And for that, $500, a small token of our appreciation. Have a great Freaking weekend. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Six more times today, and then we're done with it. So don't miss. Next one's coming up at 10 a.m. We will have your opportunity to win. All right. In the meantime, we have some other prizes to give away, and we're going to do it via Mashup Madness. So let's get some callers, let's get some songs, and let's get this thing started. We're going to go to Jim to begin. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Hey, Presbo, DBH. DBH, brother. Dubong hits. Right at 1030. All right. (laughs) Here we go. Which, which uh, are we going in order here? Because I just I kind of queue up in... whatever you want. Man. All right, all right. I'm going to play uh, this song for you. It's uh, two songs mixed together. If you can identify the title of both songs, you win the prize. Here is your first one. Here we go. <laughs> It yeah, does. It does. really works. All right, Jim, first of all, could you hear that okay? Yeah, somewhat. All right, and maybe I'll start putting people on hold. I think that's the way to do it. All right, Jim, can you identify the two songs? Panama and Enter Sandman. Yeah! 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 Panama and Enter Sandman wow. is absolutely nice correct. Case, what are we going to set Mr. Jim up with here? Oh, wow, Jim. Lucky day for you. You just won yourself a pair of tickets for Genesis show number two, the last domino tour. Friday, yeah. December 3rd at Wells Fargo Center. Now, the first show... <laughs> Thank you. Hang on, Jim. In just minutes. Tickets for show number two are on sale today at 10 a.m. via wellsfargocenterphilly.com. And uh, don't worry about the pre-sale because that was yesterday. All right, nice. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. All right, let's get another caller and another song. We're going to go to Shauna next. Hey, Shauna, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Shauna, is is that name, um, is that the name that is sung by the choir in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Shauna. Shauna. <laughs> Isn't it? Maybe that's where my dad got it from. It's that must possible. be. Yeah. All right, Shauna, you ready to try this out? Yeah. We got a fresh one for you. I'm going to put you on hold so you can, we'll make sure that you can hear clearly. So hang on the line and here we go. The world is a vamp.
love this. That's great. I love that. All right. Let's see if Shauna can get that correct. Shauna, do you know the title of the two songs? Oh, God. I know it's Bullet with Butterfly Wings and... I can... That was the one I thought was going to be difficult. Yeah, because you got to, not yeah. many people know that title. <laughs> and the other one you don't know? No. Oh. Shauna. Shauna. Incorrect. Shauna. Shauna. All right, we got to go to somebody else. I'm going to go to Vince. Hey, Vince. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So we're going to if we're going to do three callers, if three callers don't get it right, we move on to something else. All so, right, Vince. Did you hear it? Uh, can you play it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we played it with you're you. You're on, on hold. hold. You yeah. were on hold. You heard it. I'll do it one more time. Gang, if you're on hold, listen to all of these because we might call on you, okay? Yes. Here we go. I'll play a little bit more of it. The world is a vamp. That's all we're going to give him because we played a big chunk of it before. So I will uh, go back to Vince. Vince, do you have the two right. songs? Is it Boy with Butterfly Wings and uh, Working for the Weekend? It is. Yeah. Yeah. You did it, Vince. And here's what we have for you, sir. Well, Vince, this is good for you, and everybody else on hold is going to be pissed because you just won yourself a pair of tickets for Genesis, show number two, the last domino tour. That is Friday, December 3rd, Wells Fargo Center. First show sold out. Tickets for show number two go on sale today at 10 a.m. via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Genesis tickets are gone. All right. That was the last pair that we have, so we're moving on to the other prizes. Yes, we we give people a choice ahead of time if you win. What would you like to get? And it's in the order that you call in, so we just we have to go with that. All right, we're going to go next to Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Uh, Lisa, have you done pretty good so far? Yes. All right, good. And we got a fresh one here for you. I'm going to put you on hold. Let's see if we can identify these two songs mashed together. By the way, Marissa is the only one that has heard these. We have not yeah, heard yeah. these yet. That's I why love that. I love being surprised by them. We've got the right to choose it. There ain't no way we'll lose it. This is our life. This is our song. We'll fight the powers that be just. Don't pick our destiny cause you don't know us. That ought to be enough, so we will go over to Lisa and see if she can identify the two songs. Lisa? I missed the first one. The other one's Quiet Riot. We're not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not Quiet Riot, but... Um, oh. And you don't know the other one? No. Right. Uh, Sorry, Lisa. Sorry. All right, we'll Sad. see you later. We'll go to Adam. Sad. Sad. Uh, we need to bring that back. <laughs> Hi, Adam. Are you there? Yes, I am. All right, Adam, did you hear the songs? I did, but I don't know the names of the songs. Okay. Uh, that's not going to help you in this conversation. Yeah, sorry, that's Adam. part of the context. You know what? Sad. 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 Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got a one more caller. 
It's John. Hey, John. Hey, John. Good. All right, John, did you hear the song? Um, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. And uh, all I can say. No. Oh, I, I can't, I can't accept that. Sorry, John. It's We're Not Gonna Take It and No Rain from ah. Blind Melon. That song that you've heard forever. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's hard when they're mixed up together and you're you're forced to make a decision. But we'll move on to another one. A fresh one, if you will. I have Ryan. Hey, Ryan, are you there? Hey, Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla Ryan. Godzilla you. All right. You ready to try this out? Yeah, sure. All right. Here, I'm going to put you on hold. Listen closely. Here comes the mashup. <laughs> DJ Humberbond. Well, that ought to be enough. Are you sure that's not the right song there, Case? I don't think that is. I don't think it is either. Do we want to, um, do we want to move to another one? No, or? no, we can, it's, it's a, well, we just, okay. Uh, it's the, it, okay, I can't even ask the question uh, without giving away. I, I know. Yeah. We know, we know what the rock band song yeah, is. Yeah, but the yeah. other, but by, the other, oh, Marissa? By a certain. Uh, so, sometimes I have to guess them, and sometimes I write the wrong one. Oh, so, so I had to guess it. it may have been an error on my part, so if you have, if you think it's something different, you are 100% right. I just can't remember the title of Take me out to the ball game. No. <laughs> well, let's see. Hey, if he guesses right, we'll know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, hang on a second, Nick. Okay. I want to see something real quick here. If uh Yeah, no. I thought that was okay. I thought they were both wrong. I'll tell you the truth. Written down. I thought they were both written down. Incorrectly. Should we move on? You know what? Let move me on ask to another one. It's unfair. Let me ask Ryan, who was uh our caller. Hey, Ryan, are you there? Hey, what's up? All right, Ryan, do you know those two songs? No. I then let's don't. move on to something else. No, yeah. enough of this crap. So what, what, I have, what I've written down We're is... better than that. What, I, what I've written down is Seek and Destroy and Superstition. Superstition is That's not, not, superstition. not yeah, correct. No. No. And it's also not Seek and Destroy. I think it's, it's Master of Puppets. And, and I think it's I Wish by it's Stevie I Wonder. Wish. Da, 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 da. And was that Master da. of Puppets? Yes. Master da. of Puppets. Uh, it's a puppet. Yeah. All right. Show. All right, so that was incorrect, <laughs> okay. and I apologize for that. And even we here, the experts, didn't know the answer it's, to that. It's shocking, I know, to the audience to see us make a mistake. Let's do a new one. All right, so hang on the line, Ryan. We'll try this again. Casey, you got one queued up? Yeah, man. Let's see if this one's right. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah. It sure does. Sing with 
mash oh, every song. Excellent. Mash every song with that. I think that. <laughs> I think this will be hard because the one yeah. non-metal song was not a huge, huge hit. It's a no. great song, though. <laughs> Let's see. We're gonna we're gonna try Ryan out, though. Hey, Ryan. Good morning. Hey, uh, what's going on? All right, Ryan. So I don't know why I said good morning. I already talked to you a second ago. Good morning, it. Hey, good morning, it, sir. All right. Um, do you know the two songs? Is it Enter Sandman and German Baby Shark? No. <laughs> German, German Baby Shark. Baby Shark. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Good guess. <laughs> I love it. All right, Ryan. Godzilla. Have a great weekend. Godzilla to you, sir. All right, see you. All right, we'll go next to uh, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Yes. All right, you heard the song, right? Yes, I did. All right, it's a mashup. What are the two songs? Do you know? I know it's Enter Sandman, but I have no idea who the other one is. All right, that's a tough one. I thought it'd be hard. All right, sorry, (laughs) Dwayne. That one fell in your lap. All right, we'll go to Kevin and try him out. Hey, Kevin. Mini. 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 All right, Kevin, did you hear it? I got to hear it again. All right, hang on the line. Let me put you on hold. I'll try not to do this too much, but here we go. Hang on. From the beginning. That's enough. Yep, hang on. Need to hear where it kicks it right here. <laughs> it's just the it's just the antithesis yeah. of what of, the yeah of that Metallica song. All right, I'll go. Let me go back to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. No, that's drowning it out. Entertainment is drowning it out. I can't hear it. Uh, oh, all right, sorry, man. Drowning it out? No, you can definitely. You just don't know what it is. All I'm right, thanks, Kevin. Down. Appreciate it. It's a song by Huey Lewis in the News called "Hip to Be Square," yep. which is a great tune. It's towards the tail end of their popularity, but it's a great tune. There's a video uh, of the performance. I think it's is it Huey Lewis or either that? It's, it's both them together. And they've synced it up so that it looks like they're performing it that way. Like they're on stage yeah, together uh-huh. doing this? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's fantastic. All right, so that one was a hard one. Uh, Case, uh, a not-so-hard one, if you don't mind. I think this one should How about Enter Sandman with another song? <laughs> we have, there's a lot of Metallica on this. Uh, we'll go to Rich. Hey, Rich, good morning. How's it going? Good. All right, Rich, you ready to try this out? Yep. All right, hang on the line. <laughs> I will play this for you. Here we go. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yep. All right. We will go. Who was on hold? Was it Rich? Richard. I, I think it was. Hey, Rich. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Those two songs in Mashup Madness, what were they? I got the other two before, Blind Melon and Huey Lewis. 
and I know this is Detroit Rock City, and I can't hear the other one. <sighs> can't I mean, hear the this, other one. Oh. They, they sang the title. They s- literally yeah, sang the title of the yeah. song. All right, sorry, dude. That's a no dice. Uh, we will go next to Carmen. Hey, Carmen. Darker, darker. Darker, darker. All right, Carmen, we need the answer. What are the two songs? Rock Lobster and Detroit's Rock City. You got it. You got it. Absolutely correct. All right, you're a winner, my man. Here's what we got for you. You have a case of Stella Artois. Your table is ready in the Life Artois. See you uh, soon for a Stella Artois draft at TJ Smith in Warrington, Bucks County. I love it. All right, that means we have uh, time to get to another one. One more, man. One more. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, we got a guest, man. All right, okay. Yeah, you're right. It's about time. Uh, I'm going to go to Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey, how you doing? Good. All right, Ray, hang on a second here. Let me, Casey, let me look at these. I want to pick out a a good one. See what Um, I have highlighted. See if you like um, it. Pick a winner. No, no? I, okay. I, I want to do. I want to do this one. Okay. Um, it might be a little bit difficult, but I need to hear this. All okay. Right. Okay. All right. So hang on the line. We're gonna we're gonna play this for you, Ray, and I'll come back to you for the answer. Here we go. <laughs> oh my god! I got them both. There's something happening here. Oh wow. What it is ain't exactly clear. This is great. Yeah, this There's is great. There's a man with a gun over there telling me I got to beware. I think it's time we stop, children. Watch that sound. Everybody look what's going down. <laughs> I think it's time we stop, children. Watch that sound. Everybody look what's going down. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, we'll go uh, to Ray, see if he can come up with the two titles. Hey, Ray. Oh, for the love of God, I know the songs, but I don't know their formal titles. All right. All right, man. Yeah, one of them is tough. It's it's one of those songs that you've known forever, and and the the title has nothing to do with the lyrics, or it's not said. Right. Or at least I don't think it is. I don't don't think it is either, but I, I, that, yeah. All right, we'll go next. It's a classic. We'll go next to Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey. hey, Tim, did you hear it? Uh, um, uh, sorry, dude. Incorrect. We'll go uh, We'll go next to Jay, see if we can get a winner. Jay? Yes. Come on, man. Get this for us. What are yeah, the songs? Uh, for what it's worth, and God, I can hear it in my head. Your best friend Larry has about that. <laughs> Come on, Fatso. Guy, <laughs> right, no, nope, sorry. Oh, we're trying. We're trying to help. We're trying to spoon feed it. Let me go to one more. I think somebody's going to get this. I'm going to go to Peter. Peter. Uh, you know, I thought I had it until you you just started singing those other lyrics. So I don't. I don't <laughs> think I have it. It's it's for what it's worth. And I was thinking, uh, uh, groove is in the heart. No. Well, no. no. One more. I think, One more. I think Corey's All right. got this. Corey? Corey? Yes. All right. What are the two songs, Corey? For What It's Worth, Buffalo Springfield and Bust a Move, Young MC. Yes! I knew it. Somebody had to get that. Bust to move. I love that song. And for what they they mix perfectly. It's, yeah, it's great. All right, Case. Awesome. What do we have for Corey? Corey, you got a, the case of. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Artois, your table is ready in the Life Artois. See you soon for a stellar Artois draft at TJ Smith in Warrington Bucks Co. Thank you to Marissa Magnata for putting the audio together for that. We have several others that we will get to eventually, and we will play Mashup Madness again some of the time. And thank you, DJ Cummerbund, uh, for creating those masterpieces, or at least most of them, and also uh, for our intro uh, for the game, Mashup Madness. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Rob McElhenney will be joining us. Stay with us. Is that a concert on the horizon? Oh, not just a concert. It's a full day rock festival. MM Barbecue 2021. Saturday, September 25th, BB&T Pavilion. Jane's Addiction. The Offspring. Hall of Famers, Cheap Trick. Long tickets start at just $25. For an entire day of everything that rocks with MMR. And eight of our favorite bands. Including Dirty Honey. Dorothy. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Aaron Jones. And Foxtrot and the Get Down. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster.com. MM Barbecue 2021. Details at WMMR.com. Our next guest, by the way, gang, if you did not know this, uh, Mythic Quest has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's right. Marissa had uh, uh, made me aware of that. May uh, I remind you yes. that Citizen Kane is currently at a 99%. Yeah. Let's keep that uh, let's hold in perspective. Hold that in perspective. I'm rewatching season one to get ready for season two. Actually, the uh, third episode is out today, I, I believe. two. Is it, it says two out of, uh, I don't know. We, we'll, we'll find out. Ah, what am yeah. I doing? Yeah. What am I doing here? Uh, we're going to talk to the man himself, Rob McElhenney, who is on this morning. What's up, Rob? Hello, everybody. How are you? We're wonderful. All right. So, can you straighten that out? Is it the season two or three tonight? Uh, that's uh, so. This is this is season two, yep. and we were we are, we are releasing episode three. Episode right, there you go. go. Right. So confusing. Yes. I, I can so I can see the confusion. You know, because yeah. I, I know it's difficult to read the copy that's right in front of me. Numbers. <laughs> you know, look either way. I've never been my. Uh, hey, I, uh, before we jump into, it, I have a question for you because I know I heard Kathy as I was listening to the traffic report, and it was reminding me that of course. There are some downsides to COVID uh, winding down, and that is people sitting uh, in traffic mm. all over the country once again. Did I hear that the Google Expressway is down to one lane? Oh, my God. Both there, directions? Yeah, it's so been there's for a, a while. No, it just started. That This one spot uh, just started this week, and it's construction that they're doing in South Philly. And it's like, yeah, it's down to one lane <laughs> between Pashyunk and Broad Street. Okay, not to get bogged down in the in the specific details of the of my beloved home city uh, and its traffic, but I think this is something that affects everybody that's listening to this right now. Why is it that they now we have been we have been in our homes for a full year? <laughs> yeah. Why is it that they chose this was the time to get this done on 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 the Google Express? Rob, well, I was having they, that exact conversation with my wife yesterday. It seemed like it was just an open playground for road repair. And now there are so there are more detours now than I've ever seen. But well, I wow. do. Let me comment because to their credit, they're what. They, so they actually shut the Schuylkill down. Uh, they would they would alternate between east and westbound. Right. Uh, near that was the, all the work on South Street and by near, South Street, right? Near yeah, near the the Vine and and South yeah. Street. So they did do that during the pandemic. They were doing some construction where they, but they were completely shutting the roadway down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Well, well, let's look at it positively the way that Kathy did. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's work. It's work on. It's work on local infrastructure, and it's gonna. It's gonna benefit the city. Absolutely, or so we're told. By the way, speaking of benefiting, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about is the twelfth annual uh, Core for Kids golf outing, which is a week from this coming Monday. It's on uh, the twenty fourth, and we, Rob, uh, have uh, we have a chance for people to win foursomes to play at Philadelphia Cricket Club. I'm just going to plug this real quick at WMMR.com contest. You can win a foursome at the Militia Hill course. It comes with carts and a four caddy or the Wissahickon course, which is the walking course. Caddies are included with that and food and drink and all this stuff. This is a great event, a great party. So if you go to WMMR.com, uh, you will have your chance to win, which is cool. So yeah, man, um, we're excited. Obviously, you know, you're not going to be able to make it this year, uh, travel restrictions and, and all that stuff, but your heart is deep in this event. Yes, yes. It's just, of course, been a part of our of our of of my life for my entire life. My father worked there for 40 years. Mm. Um, and this is now it's and, and I worked at uh, at Cora in the summers at the at the summer camp. And so it's 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 always just been a huge part of my life and a huge part of the city of Philadelphia. And this is this marks their fiftieth year. Wow. Um, yes, their fiftieth year, and 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 the organization, despite COVID, um, ha- has been flourishing over the past year, and that's just because of the support um, of both corporate sponsorship and and private sponsorship. You know what's great about Cora, and I was not uh, I was familiar with it, but I've uh, done more of a deep dive since our association with you and and, and going to the event, uh, Rob. And it's one of these organizations. It's one of these groups that, uh, to me, is very streamlined. Cause and result. Like, for example, there's not a lot of there's not uh, a lot of executives flying around for this charity. It's not like expensive office furniture. It's like everything goes to do what they want to do, which is to help people in the community in so many different ways. I love the linear transparency of Cora. And what they're achieving and having gone to a number of these events and, and witnessed people who have been affected and helped and young men and young women and, and people of all uh, walks of life who have benefited from Cora. That's the kind of thing that I think really motivates people to participate in Cora. It, it, people people need to investigate it because they're doing so much good. You know, I, I'm actually glad you said that. And, and I, 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 I have been thinking about that um, for, for many years, but it was it was no, never more stark to me. Then when I was a young lad in South Philadelphia, and I saw these kids walking around with these uh, with these Jordan threes, right? Remember those mm. sneakers? Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Okay, everybody had Jordans, and I said to my dad, "Dad, those are some cool sneakers. Can I, I'm I'm going to get those sneakers." And he said, "Son, you will never get those sneakers." And I mm. said, "Why?" And he said, "Because I work at Cora." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What does that mean? What does that mean?" He said, "We take." as much of the money as we possibly can that we get in and we put it right back into the organization and right back into the community. And it doesn't go anywhere near my bank account. Yes. And look, as a, as an adult, I can look back on that and I can get goosebumps because it, it, it shows me um, how passionate, empathetic, compassionate he is. And all the people are um, that, that work at this organization, that it really is for the community and it really is for the greater good. But as an eight-year-old, I wanted my sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted my damn sneakers. <laughs> but, but that's that's a larger point, and that, that, that's it. We we grow we grow uh, cynical, and there's there uh, sadly there is a lot to be cynical about when it comes to things like this and people and and politicians and oh I got your back and I got 
No, a lot of times you, it, it's an organization like CORE. It's like Big Brothers, Big Sisters. It's like, it's like, uh, uh, Phil Abundance. It's like, it's like, you know, where there is, you can be confident that if you invest your time or your, your money, that it's going to help people in a way you wanted it to help people. And that's, that's why this CORE thing, uh, is so good. And just the event itself, I mean, you know, probably, I've gone a couple of times. It's, it's, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we've been there. It's the, the presentation, the, the everything. It's yeah. just, it's just wonderful. It's a good time and, and, uh, people are very excited about it this year. It's a good event and it's a great golf. Oh course. my God. I don't even play golf and oh. I loved it. Yeah. So it's, it's a good one. Uh, have you been playing? Yeah, it's, I have. Well, I, I, I go through periods where I play, um, because I'll have like a week off here or there. And right. so, I play, I get okay, and then you know, and then I then I go out again, and I and I can't hit the ball straight for for <laughs> for anything, and that's just the that's just the sport. But yeah. when you go out to a beautiful course, um, like the like the cricket club and like the all of the, the the courses that they've held the event, I mean, it's just a it's just a wonderful experience whether you play or not, yeah. because there's plenty of alcohol and there's plenty <laughs> of really great and wonderful people, and and it's just a good time. Yep, absolutely. Um, hey, with that, uh, as, as I said, I was watching, uh, going through the first season of uh, uh, Mythic Quest, and you guys are now deep into uh, season two. How many episodes uh, will be in the second season? Uh, ten. Yeah, uh-huh. ten, ten, ten full episodes, and they're going to be releasing them one after uh, another each week, so each Friday. I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I do, like, I, I do I, like, I like it. I like to take my time. I, 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 some, sometimes I'm in binge mode, but I'd rather have it last, you know? You know what we found that's really interesting is I, 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 I look at it from two different perspectives. I, as a fan of, uh, of television and as an audience member, I love having access to all of the episodes at once so that if I want to, I can watch through. But what we've noticed just sort of collectively as a community is when you do that, and we did that with season one, we released them all at the same time, that um, 80 – percent of the audience this is an actual statistic 80 percent of our entire audience in the aggregate of the first season watched it over the course of the first four days they watched it straight through and then and they loved it but then they stopped thinking about it stopped talking about that moved on to the next one and what you find is they actually had a different strategy for ted lasso and if you notice the ted lasso premiered and then they would do an episode every week and what it allowed for was a conversation mm-hmm. to be had. It built in momentum. It got people talking about it, chattering about it on social media. And then it became more of an event that people were all sharing this experience. And it kind of felt a little bit like the old days. And like Game of, <clears throat> Game of Thrones is a good example of a show that became a cultural phenomenon because we were watching it all together. And yeah. that's a throwback to the to the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And, and I think we, uh, for, unfortunately, the fan in me, um, for for all of us who like the that model, there's going to be a lot of streamers who, who go back to to the original dropping it once a week. So I'm glad you mentioned Ted Lasso because I'm a uh, a huge fan of that show, and I'm a, a huge fan of of a lot of the programming that that Apple Plus is doing, and including obviously Mythic Quest. Um, but I'm wondering because you guys are in the same family, is there perhaps a way that uh, the uh, Ted Lasso Football Club <laughs> plays Wrexham in the upcoming season season it's 
It's been bandied about. I got a text from Sudeikis about it. And, you know, we'll just have to wait and see uh, what happens next year. Can you text Sudeikis and tell him that I want him on our show? <laughs> I, I mean, I, honestly, God, I have these I have these notes that I uh, have at my desk that says, like, believe and curiosity over judgment and goldfish. I'm such a huge fan of that show. I'm re-watching it yeah. Yeah. for the second And then time. right below it, it says extort Rob to contact <laughs> mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis. It's a little note for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a fantastic show, oh. and, and it's it's really exciting for us to see you know apple apple tv plus um you know really succeed because you know obviously apple is a is this little tiny startup company you know from <laughs> yeah. somewhere up north and you really they're the underdog and you're yeah. really rooting for them i mean they're out in cupertino which is like nowhere right? I mean, how yes. are how are you rob with juggling all the streaming services and remembering what shows on what service <laughs> And where to get it? Because I have to. I have to go back and do it. You know, all right. What what network is blah blah blah? Yeah, on yeah. And do searches because I've forgotten. Yeah, I mean, look. Obviously, that that aspect of it is difficult. I I will say this, and I, I try to say this publicly as as often as I can. If you have any interest, and I'm talking to any any listener out there, if you have any interest in getting into the entertainment industry because you have a story to tell, today is the day. Now is the time. This is the week. This is the time you come to Los Angeles or New York City wow. and you sell your show wow. because there are so many opportunities, especially for people who have traditionally not been able to have access to the ability to tell their stories. Yeah. This is the day. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> come out here and make your show. Hey, what was that leap for you like when you when you took the jump and, and said, I'm going all in? Um. You know, I had the um, exuberance and uh, naivete and ignorance of youth on my side. Right. Um, And I was, I think I was, I was 19, 18 or 19 when I moved to New York and I moved, um, I had some friends that went to Fordham and um, I just packed a bag and I started living in, in the dorms of Fordham and working in a bar at night and, and going to acting school during the day and then eventually auditioning. So you know, when you're 18 or 19, uh, you're going to do anything. I can do anything. Yeah. I think it obviously gets harder and harder the older you get because you become more cautious, possibly more cynical. I hope that's not the case, but you definitely wind up with more responsibility. Right. And so I think it's a lot easy, an easier decision to make as a young person. I, yeah. I will say, however, uh, and not to sound too twee about this, but um, it's never it's never too late to go follow your dreams. So mm-hmm. I, I promise you right now is the time. There has never been a better opportunity to get into our business than right now. Well, and I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, good content rises to the top and, and it, it takes time and it's certainly, um, uh, luck and a combination of the right, uh, ingredients. But, uh, you know, I was, I was in CVS on Wednesday, Rob, and I'm waiting in line to, uh, uh, to, to buy my medication. And I look down at the magazine rack and there you are staring back at me on the cover of Men's Health magazine. And it, it just kind of dawned on me. Like I was, Weirdly, I don't know. Weird. Turned on. I no, love this man. I, no, no, no. Uh, let's not twist it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, enormously proud of you. You know, and like yeah. your your success uh, is deserved. You know, you've worked really hard over the years. Um, you've surrounded yourself by also equally talented and hardworking people. Um, but it was really just neat to see somebody that that we've known for a long time uh, have the success that you're having. And I'm I'm curious as to whether you have to pinch yourself from time to time. <laughs> Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, first of all, thank you for saying that. I, and, and without a doubt, a lot of, a lot of it is the result of, of really hard work and, 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 and just waking up every day and, and trying to be a little bit better than I was the day before. Uh, however, 
I would be remiss if I didn't say that I've just been so fortunate over and over and over and over again, right. and I continue to get lucky. And that is an aspect of it. I mean, how, how many people are on an airplane and they turn to the person next to them and it's this guy or this little guy with a gravelly voice who happens to be one of the funniest person on, people on the planet. <laughs> and, and you say, Hey, I have, I, I, by the end of the plane ride, we exchange phone numbers. And then by the end of the week, we talk about like, let's work together in some capacity. And that turns out to be Charlie. Right. So like, th those are the weird little events that sort of happened in my right. life. Um, that I have to recognize that that they're just uh, they're 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 just fortunate, lucky moments, and yep. I just took full advantage of them. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's what you got to do. And and we've been lucky. I've I've made a series of good decisions <laughs> that for some reason or another have fallen in my lap, and and it's happenstance. Yeah. But you and you you know so you try to have as 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 informed a decision process as possible, but also you know as as you know Lenin said, life is what happens while you're not 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 you know. Uh, Vladimir, no, John, Vladimir, not Vladimir, John Lennon. John Lennon. Uh, yeah, right. Life is busy because he had a whole <laughs> other <Vladimir>. corrupt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, his philosophy was yeah, different. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was about the people. Both but. from Liverpool. <laughs> um, but life is busy. While, you know, life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. Right. So, yeah. Right. Uh, Rob, I wanted to ask you about uh, Mythic Quest and talking about meeting the right people and everything. Um, the cast is fantastic. And so, obviously, for a show to work, you need to have great writing. You have to have the right ensemble cast. You have found the right people. I assume, did you did you choose who was on the show? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so a, a question about that. In the casting, um, <laughs> do, you, do you sometimes, I mean, because you have to make a decision. You've narrowed it down to maybe a couple of people, and you've got you've to run with one or the other. Uh, for, for Mythic Quest... Was it a no-brainer as who was going to be in the cast, or were there a couple like mm, it could be this person, it could be that person, and you just so happened to have picked the right people? It was it was agonizing. Ca the casting process is, an, is is agonizing because you're you're being asked to put together a, an ensemble of people that you're hoping are going to have chemistry just over the course of a few weeks and the over the course of a few meetings with them when they come in and and read an audition. And one thing that I learned a long time ago is that you have to have the ability to adapt. So. The original script of Mythic Quest was was so different than what the show is at, right now. It was it was much much different. And in fact, the character of Poppy was a, uh, who was my co lead in the show was a completely different character than than as is written and played by uh, by Charlotte Nickdow now. How so? Uh, but she came. She was older, much older, huh. and she was she was more of my contemporary and somebody that I had created the game together and we were we at one point we were brother and sister wow um, yeah i can't even think and, of that dynamic because the way i know it now works to my mind yes. so much better yeah so she came in and read for a different part in the in in the show and we were continuing and she got that job and then we were continuing to look for someone to play poppy but every time i would hang out with charlotte or we would bring her back for various things i just noticed that was an interesting rapport that was developing with us and so I just I brought it to Meg, uh, Megan Gans, who's the co-showrunner, and David, and said, I think that Charlotte could be Poppy, which now looking at it, you see, I don't know how anybody else could play that part. But right. at the time, they were like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not the character we wrote. And they were right. However, what I've learned is when you find a great actor, you adapt the role to the actor, not the other way around. I... And the, the truth is the character of Joe, the assistant, 
who to me is one of the funniest people in the entire <laughs> yeah, show. She's hilarious. She, that did not exist in the pilot. She, Jesse came in and read for every female character and, and, and a few male characters as written um, because we were considering making a couple other characters female. Um, and she read for, for everybody and she didn't, she wasn't right for, for anything, but she was so funny and so talented that I, we were just like, well, we just got to write something for her. So we created the character of the assistant. I was, I was, uh, talking with my wife the other day. We, we you know, we watched a ton of TV and watched, you know, a, a number of different, there's just so many high quality shows on. And I was, I was thinking and suggesting that because of, of, I think, the um the amount of zoom conferencing that's going on the ability to audition and to have people do a read i think is is going to increase the likelihood of nailing that perfect person for a part do you think there's any validity to that yes yes because it just opens up the pool yeah and again again it, giving people opportunities who haven't traditionally have uh, had opportunities and that just opens up another it's so much different to ha- be able to have even 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 a video interface, which we we can all admit is not the same as being in the same room as somebody. Right. It's still completely different because it's interactive as opposed to just looking at a tape. Back in the old days, you look at tapes or even just a a, a video file because that's only coming in one direction. You can't give notes. Now I can read somebody in Melbourne, Australia, or uh, or or Peru. Or, or Eastern Europe, and I can, in real time, give them notes and see if they work and see if we have chemistry. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it just seems like a game changer. Just, there's a, there's a, a wider selection uh, available to you, so that, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what, what we're finding is for as frustrating as all the telecommunications have been over the last year, it still has opened up, I think, a number of different opportunities and possibilities that we won't leave in the past. I think we will take full advantage of them. Yeah, it's it's wild because it's it's <laughs> the footage of you um, uh, having Caitlin read um, for the uh, for the series is is awesome because you can and I you know I don't know how you approach it, but from from our perspective, it's you being enamored of her abilities and enamored of her in general. And and uh, so uh, you know it, it is it's a it's an essential process. And how much how many times do you will you in that process? As Preston was asking, you know, go that that's it. I mean, how what is your degree of of uh, of accuracy from that read to selecting the right person? Sometimes I I'll, I know this sounds strange, but I, and I try to express this to all the actors I know. Because because I went through the process of auditioning for so long and wouldn't get jobs because only one person can get a job and you literally have thousands and thousands of people come in and read. It's kind of amazing how often this actually does happen when you have a part that's written. You have a different idea of what your what it is in your head. You're open to anybody coming in. Yeah, you have essentially three thousand people that will come in and read for something. And the cast, that's the casting director's job is to go through and whittle them down so that I don't have to watch 3,000 of them, but maybe I'll watch 50. Right. And yet she'll say, I have somebody in mind. I'll bet you it's the same person that you're going to point to and say that's the one. And we'll watch 50 people and you'll get to like 27 and you're like, that's it. That's it right there. That's the one. Huh. And wow. she says, yep, that's, that's exactly it. And you just don't know why. They're like, that's kind of the magic of the chemistry and it just like lines, lines up. That's awesome. However... There's, it's very often where you just are toiling for months and months and months and you just can't find this person. You can't find them. You don't know. It's not going to work. I don't know. Uh, let's just try this person. And then all of a sudden 
they're a superstar. Mm. Who knows? You mentioned There's Megan no, uh, Megan Gans, who's a producer on Mythic Quest, and and she was also a producer on Sunny and uh, and Community. Is that where the connection to Danny Pudi was made to bring him onto Mythic Quest? Yes. So when we were looking for the character of Brad, in fact, actually, it was a little bit different. I so originally I was going to play the character of Brad, um, at, at one point, and and we made offers to a couple of like massive movie stars for Ian and and a couple of them said yes but the scheduling didn't work out and then eventually it just got to the point where I said well you know I'm just going to play that part and Apple was very supportive and then we thought David Hornsby who plays cricket on Sunny and he plays David Brittlesby would play Brad but then we just realized you know David's just so great at playing that hapless character and so (laughs) then we needed somebody to come in and be that cold, manipulating, um, callous character. And yet you don't want to, you don't want to cast somebody that you've seen them do the same thing over right, and over again. Right. And anybody who's seen, uh, community knows that, uh, um, Danny is, uh, has not played that character before and, and is just not that person. He's like really the most gentle, sweet, compassionate person. And it, and, and it's really odd to see him as Brad. And yet he's so fantastic to see him. He's Let me so ask you, who, who was, who was your number one choice? You said you had a number of, uh, of actors read for Ian. Uh, who, who did you, uh, who was at the top of that list if it wasn't going to be you? So, okay. So we made the, okay. I'll, I'll, I, I can say this publicly because who cares? <laughs> we made an offer because we were like, you know, let's just start. Let's just find, let's just break a new star. Like, let's just find somebody. And we'll and we'll like uh, just like Apple, right. we'll find a nice little upstart who we really want to like jumpstart their career. Yeah. So we made an offer to Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, so it's basically no, not? no, not established in the community, but actually yeah. he 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 does possess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that yeah. what makes so him no, a great Tony Stark would make him a great Iron. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so no joke, we were like, I don't know, I never believe. Like when people, whenever I hear people say like, oh, how did you get them for this job? Or like, you know, they'll say that about Danny or they'll say that about Murray or I, 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 I never, I, I just always assume that what we're making is the coolest thing in, in, in the industry. So I'm like, yeah, let's That's go after Iron Man. Uh, yeah. You know, what was, the, what, what, what was the response to that? Is people so, get back he, so yes. Yeah, so, so <laughs> his producing partners, his wife, they both read it and we got the feedback that they loved it, which is always a good sign. And then, and then they said they'd get back to us. And all, already that's a pretty good sign because they took the time. And look, it's also the benefit of making a sitcom because they're only 30 pages as opposed to a 220 page opus. So, um, we never heard from them. (laughs) 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 A week goes by, two weeks go by. And finally, I know I get that game, which is like, look, we're just, we're just super busy. I knew that they did actually read it because I got specific feedback from, from Robert and his wife. That's but then it's like after three weeks, we realized at the end of the day, I love him and I would work with him in a second, but I'm also not going to sit around and wait. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go and make my, make my show. Yeah. So we, 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 we respectfully said, thank you, but we're, we need to move on. And then we made an offer to, to, to Will Farrell, and it was a completely different character. And then, and he was, he was actually already doing a show in the video game space. So he and I don't even know if it ever got to him. And in fact, I had dinner with him like three months ago and he um, and he, I don't think he had ever he knew Mythic Quest. And I was like, oh, you know, we offered it to you. He was like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it never got to him. Now, I'm going to be honest. The show would have been better 
if Robert Downey Jr. was playing <laughs> Iron. <laughs> and it would have been better if Will was playing Iron. But guess what, guys? They're not. Yeah. <laughs> They're not. Well, that's, you know, you stop at the stop and think about it. It's the chaos theory. And, and, and what we, the product we end up, uh, uh, seeing now is at 100% Rotten Tomatoes and we all love it. So, you know, you think about things. What if you'd gotten those sneakers as a kid? How many ways could the, uh, you know, <laughs> your life path gone off and uh, gone yeah. completely awry? So everything's working out just right. Well, 100%. That's what we were saying before. Like, yes, there's, there's a certain amount of luck. Of course there is. It's in all of our lives. You, you, you just, one thing goes a different way and you don't even exist. So, so I, I think it is just about finding yourself in these opportunities with these lucky moments and just taking advantage as, as much as you can and really recognizing your own value on this planet. Well, you know, we all have it. You know, Rob, as Vladimir uh, Lenin. Yeah. <laughs> now, Casey, you want to say something? No, yeah, so, um, Rob, listen, I, I know that you're you're humble and you'll say that, you know, it's, you know, the teamwork that makes the dream work. It's all the people that you surround yourself with that, that, that has led to your success. But uh, you are just, and I'm not surprised that you're just a really funny person. I don't know if you've always been funny, um, but your uh, your tribute to your wife on Mother's Day, um, <laughs> the first picture on Instagram was was very funny. And then when I when I went to the next picture, that was the one that actually made me laugh out loud. And then the picture after that, and then the final picture was you know a beautiful picture of your wife. But have you always been funny? Uh, look, I'm going to say this and not be humble at all. And, okay. And anybody who I grew up with who's listening to this right now, of which I'm sure there are a few, will recognize that. Like I'm on a text chain with about ten of my best friends that I went to high, high school with. Some of which I went to grade school with. I'm not even the eighth funniest person. <laughs> on that the fact that I do this for a living blows their minds. They can't believe it. It doesn't make any sense. Like I was never the class clown. I was never funny. I was never considered funny. And I think it's just something that I, I gravitated towards because I loved watching comedy and loved watching television. Um, like sitcoms were always something that I gravitated towards, but, but I never thought of it as a profession. And then I think for me, it just became about surrounding myself with the right people and then diving headfirst into the work of it. So it doesn't come naturally to me. It's not something that I, um, that I, I feel 100% comfortable with. I'll just grind and grind and grind until I figure out how to do something funny, which wow. nobody wants to hear. No, I, 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 hear, to... I hear that completely. That makes, t that makes total sense because so, so I, you know, I, I've done stand up in my life and I've, you know, I, I was, I was very interested in, 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 in writing and directing and, and took, you know, started to do stuff and did some, some, you know, some short film work and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden in a circuitous fashion, radio comes into my life and lo and behold, I was like, I don't know. And then, holy hell, this is exactly where I want to be. And, but, you you know, it, it's just one of those things. So I completely hear what you're saying. And and the work as well, because I was watching this uh, documentary about this uh, bass player's name is Jaco Pistorius, and he was considered the greatest of all time. And all these amazing bass players like, uh, you know, Flea and, and so on are, are commenting and they're going, look, you know, yes, this guy's talented, but that... You're not just born with that. You, yeah, yeah. no matter your talent level, you have to work extremely hard to get to that, uh, you know, elite level. So it comes with the work. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, fr I'm, 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 I'm friendly with a, with a number of, of musicians as well, and that's like such a great, it's such a great example of work ethic because people look at musicians as successful musicians, and you think you know, beyond they, that they just, they're just party or rock and roll types who will just go out on the road and they can just do this. Thing. <laughs> yeah. But I, the, the musicians I know, I mean, like, 
when I look at Tom Morello and I talk <laughs> to Tom Morello and I listen to what, now I, I grew up listening to Tom Morello. And Tom Morello told me how old he was the other night. I couldn't believe it. I think he's 50, 56 years old. He yeah. looks like he's 30. Yeah. And the reason is because he lives really clean for a guy from Rage Against the <laughs> Right. <laughs> he lives pretty clean. And mm. what he does all day long is get better at guitar mm. and get better at making music. And he doesn't take a day off. Mm. He just loves it so much and wants to keep getting better and better and better. And, and that's the gig. That's any, that's, that's any, gig that i've seen in in all in all sorts of different industries right if you want to just keep getting better just keep waking up every day and trying we yeah. see it here every day kathy practices the harpsichord for three hours yeah. every day <laughs> she's getting there she's yeah. just phenomenal i mean it was annoying at first but yeah now, but I mean, uh, it's like, why why do we yeah. ever agree to have a harpsichord <laughs> in the office but uh yeah it's just fantastic <laughs> we're lucky I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to, he to hearing that. Yeah. You um, will love it. You yeah. She'll, she'll be on the patio at the Cora outing, yeah. uh, providing <laughs> our. Pain. You remember the song "Love Is Blue"? That was a hit years ago. That's what she's been working on. You know what I would love to hear is possibly uh, in a company of a harpsichord as she reads the traffic report. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God, that's yeah, brilliant! Yeah. Yeah, it would add. We would definitely get an NPR slot Actually, off of that. Yeah, you know what? At the at the one of the Cora outings, uh, Charlie uh, had there was a piano there, yeah. and he started playing for uh, uh, the people that were there. So that was that was pretty cool. We could arrange for Kathy to do the same thing. Char Charlie is an incredible musician, as as you all. Know. Oh, we we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's He's wild. Um, but, yeah, that, that's something I over the pandemic. I think Casey mentioned this last time we were on, but I, I picked up the guitar. And, yeah. You know, by the way, that was a real great thing about the pandemic is that, uh, you know, a, a, any interest that you had that you didn't have time for, it was something that you could that you could pick up. And and, um, you know, I, that is one thing I'm going to miss. I'm, I'm going to miss some things about the about the pandemic. That's about it. Did did Caitlin pick up any uh, kind of hobby or anything? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. And it was the greatest. What? I was like, uh, I, the, the, I was I the, was the sole, I, not the sole beneficiary, but <laughs> the main beneficiary of this. She like two weeks into the pandemic, she was like, you know, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm just going to dive head first into cooking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm going to like spend this time like cooking the greatest meals possible for you and the boys. Ooh. And I was like, is this a troll? Am I, being, <laughs> am I being punked right now? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you, you're going to spend, you're going to spend the entire time. She's like, basically I'm just going to learn every new recipe I can. And we're just going to have like the greatest wow. meals throughout, throughout this entire thing. How did that jive with your, just, how did that jive with your specific yeah. uh, caloric needs? Obviously you've, you've really embraced fitness. Uh, do, did that work for you or against you? Well, well, this is this is her whole bag. Is that if she's going to do it, she's going to do it in a healthy fashion. Uh -huh. So it was delicious and healthy. And I just like talk about pinch yourself. Like I wake up every day and I'm like, how I have, <laughs> I have David Copperfield of this woman for yeah. the last twenty years. Like, uh -huh. How I, this makes no sense. At one point, she's going to wake up and be like, why am I with this dude? And I'm going to be yeah. like, yep, you you finally figured it out. But it took. It took 12 years. I think any guy worth his salt, I, 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 I often think that I, 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 it's one of those things where eventually I, I feel my wife is going to go, oh, oh, now I see mm -hmm. I'm out of here. And it's just yeah. part of the deal. Preston is the same way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, well, that's why I'm trying to stay in as good a shape as possible. Oh. I know that moment's coming, and if I go out to the free market, if I go back yeah. out to the free market, I, you know, I have to, go I have to go in strong. Yeah, right. when she does, like, well, she does a film with Chris Evans. That's when you got to be on your best game. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've, accepted the, I've accepted those moments. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, listen, man, we're going to wrap things up, but I, I know we're going to be talking to you again down the road. Yes. In, yeah, next, in, next next month we're going to have you, uh, Rob, and, and Don on. We're going to get a performance because Don McCloskey, a local musician who's done really well, we mentioned this last week when, when Caitlin was on, but uh, Don is going to have a song uh, on this season of Mythic Quest, right? He is, yes. In fact, it's a song that um, ends the entire season. Oh. Um, which is really, really exciting. Awesome. And, and so we're going to do that. And then um, I, can, I, I can't officially announce anything right now, but I can say that um, I believe we will be speaking again next week. And I will have a very, very big announcement. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Yes. Does a it re- involve the harpsichord? Re- <laughs> it, it 100% could. It 100% could. It's going to involve Cora. Ah. Um, it's going to involve um, Wrexham, the Wrexham Football Club. Uh, it's going to involve uh, the President Steve Show and everybody there oh. and a couple of other All wonderful right. organizations. Well, we we don't have it. I think Nick is the only one who knows possibly what's going on. So we're very excited. I think I'm, I'm going to wait to that big reveal. I like so it. So my reaction on air can be honest. I like it. Okay, great. All Excellent. Right. Great, great. All right, but in the meantime, we'll get set for the uh, the core golf outing, which is a week from Monday. Uh, we have all the details, WMMR.com, a couple, of, uh, a couple of foursomes that you can win. But also you can purchase uh, foursomes or groups to come and play and help uh, raise some more money for this outstanding organization, which Rob has been behind pretty much his whole life. It's great. Uh, which is excellent. All right, Rob, great catching up with you, man. We'll, we'll talk to you in the near future for that uh, that big reveal, all right? Awesome. Love you guys. Thank Love you, man. Rob. Take care. Rob, Kathy, Kathy's playing us out with some harps and chord. That was nice of you to supply the music. She's good. He is good. What does that mean, play us out? What is, what is, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I don't even know. There's no words, there's no words on, on there's it. There's no words on it. That's good <laughs> life. <laughs> Thing sucks. I can't read it. I can't read it. I can't read it. I can't read it. <laughs> I love it. By the way, I, uh, Marissa went to the trouble, uh, and I did, didn't even see that this had popped up, but earlier we had a... Uh, we had a caller named Shauna on yeah, that yeah. was playing our mashup yeah. Mattis, and Marissa, of course, grabbed the audio that okay. I was talking about. So, <laughs> oh, this is just a cappella yeah. from Ferris Bueller's Day Off at that part, I guess. Shauna, <laughs> Shauna, Shauna, That's in the, that's what Charlie Sheen, right? In yeah, that, uh, yeah. In that she scene. starts going down the steps and like uh, kind of trips and then comes back up. And <laughs> yeah. In the ma- matter of an hour, she and Charlie Sheen fall in love with each other. Yeah. Oh my god! You know they did a um, they did an acknowledgement of that on the Goldbergs. Oh really? And so Charlie Sheen is in the so that's so right. Erica gets sent to she's in jail. For, oh, she goes to she's she's arrested, and so she's sitting there in the same room. The room looks exactly the same for Ferris Bueller. And Charlie Sheen is sitting in the exact same spot, oh looking the same way. And then they finally say, "Okay, you you you're, you're released. You can leave." And he goes, "It's about time. I feel like I've been here for twenty years." <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I, you saw that that special on Ferris Bueller, right? It was um, that's great. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be like uh, the original uh, cut was going to be four hours long. Yeah. There were two younger kids in the family. You can see like their drawings up on the fridge, uh, and and so John Hughes finally had to edit down, and it became the classic that it is now. But um, there's the backstory on that movie is really fascinating. There was a lot more psychological stuff going on in it too. It was yeah. almost there was supposed to be uh, as surreal as it is at times. It was even supposed to be more 
surreal. Really? Like, yeah, more trippy. I would love to have had a chance to talk to Hughes and, and ask him about specifically those little acapella moments because in 16 Candles, yeah. there's one where he says, "This is it my clean close shave? And then you hear, <laughs> oh, clean yeah. close shave. <laughs> yeah. And then when Cameron was in, in, in Egypt land, yeah. let my Cameron go. <laughs> he just added these little... <laughs> Little, you know, spices here. We're in front of my church. Uh, you want a church? church? <laughs> <laughs> the best, man. Well, listen, as talented uh, as a uh, writer, Rob and company, they just they just do it right, man. Uh, so it was really cool to have one. And, yes, uh, this announcement's going to be pretty damn good. All right. I've gotten wind of it, so right. we will have that next week with him. All right. Um, we need to take a break, I think, because we got to the B-File coming up. We have our... The Preston and Steve Show's last chance for you to win $500. There's going to be five more through the course of the day. But don't miss any one of them. So when we come back, we will have the money clip. And a quick reminder as well uh, that we have chosen uh, Padua Academy in Wilmington as the coolest teacher of the year school. We choose these randomly. We draw them right out of this box of names on pieces of paper, just like that, like drawing a raffle. And we ask you to tell us who the coolest teacher of the last year has been for you. This right, is the old girl's school you're looking for. Padua. Yeah. Uh, and so you text the word teacher to 39333, and we'll send the voting link to you, and you have the weekend to do that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. This traffic report brought to you by Panera. Dinner is hot and ready to serve. Bring home Panera's cheesy flatbreads, toasty sandwiches, or creamy mac and cheese with delivery or pickup. Availability and pricing may vary. And that's your traffic from 93.3 WMMR. All right. What what uh, sponsor was that, Kathy? I was only half listening. Panera. Okay, Ooh, good. I can, all right. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I thought I heard a keyword there. I didn't know they had this until my son had alerted me to it, that they now have, and this, why didn't they do this years ago, uh, mac and cheese bread bowls. Oh. oh, yes, I saw them. So not just putting the soup in the bread bowl, mac and you cheese. can now get your macaroni and cheese oh in the bread bowl, as if there wasn't enough carbs in mac and cheese or bread bowl alone, but now you can go deep on that. Do you want to try something that's very cool, and I've had it over there, it's your morning coffee in a bread bowl. No. Yeah, <laughs> No. <laughs> Give me a bread. Uh, the bread bowl is a wonderful thing. Of course, you have to have something that, um, and it, it, it's structurally sound. Mac and cheese is certainly, if it can handle soup, oh, yeah. it can handle mac and oh, cheese. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you can leave that soup in there for a while. I mean, that that, that crust on the uh, the sourdough bread is yeah. nothing getting through yeah. that. Yeah. You can you can eat it, but, but you can't put like it's got to be like a dense soup. You're you're not putting chicken noodle soup in a bread bowl, right? Oh sure, you could. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I've only oh, done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's Nick's regular Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. It sure is. Yeah. Marissa wants to chime in here. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, Marissa. I was at Panera recently, and I also learned that you can get broccoli cheddar mac and cheese. So they combined the broccoli oh, yeah. cheddar soup <laughs> with mac and cheese. Oh my god. Uh. Yeah. I could even mix like some onion soup in a. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't do too much of it because it would water it down quite a bit. The b- broccoli cheddar, the the broccoli soup is a little more thick, and and that lends itself to that. When I that. shave, I put the hot water in a bread bowl. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, mm. that's smart. And oh, okay, I yeah. got you. Know what? It, you can fill also if you have one of those brushes right. with the shaving cream. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can and dip I, that in the bowl. Huh. 
<laughs> I never thought of that. It's very resilient. My dad does that. He does the brush thing bread still. Bowl? No, not the oh, bread, bread bowl. bowl. <laughs> brush is a waste of a bread bowl, though. No, I mean, you know what? I don't know. Maybe he no, does no, the bread bowl. No, no, you can still too. eat it. Yeah. He does the brush thing? He does yeah. the brush thing like and, the, and the shave. Yeah. It's yeah. neat. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do that, but it's kind of fun. I think there's something, uh, I don't know, kind of antiquated about it, but sort of yeah. um, old school man. Yeah. You know? yeah, sort of Barbasol-ish. It's like yeah, the yeah. steampunk of shaving. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I when I shave my balls, I use that little brush with the Do you? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I shave yeah. with a razor so uh, unoften. I don't think that's a word. That in, 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 in frequently that I like that one. That's probably a better word, Preston. Um, <laughs> unoften. <laughs> unoften. Uh, you so understood what I was saying? Not often. Non often. Non oftenly. <laughs> Anti often. That a a can of barber salt will last me well over a year. Okay. Yes. I okay so my my razors I I shave once a week that's it yeah uh, because the, the hair goes fairly slow on that's my face very unoften I have <laughs> it's very I, inoftenly case I'll go a couple of I may go a couple of years before switching out my uh, your razor. razor yeah wow yeah me I'm a little yeah, I'm shaving a lot yeah so, you, uh, you have your head so. I just went to um you know I I got the, the Harry's razors again me too and me too. Um, and uh, they are they are that's some. Super sharp blades. That's some fine and if you shaving, forget, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Any little nubby on your head, you're gonna open up a major wound. Oh. So what's the uh opposite of unoften? Ultra often. Yeah, I yeah. guess it would be Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Ultra often. He's ultra often. <laughs> frequent right. frequentish. Fre- frequent kinda. <laughs> All right, anyhow. Um we killed enough time. Oh, we, we talked did. about we talked about bread bowls. Yes and shaving. shaving. <laughs> Steve's and, balls. And now and my and balls. Steve's balls. <laughs> yeah. Now we can talk about this. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. No, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Jinx, oh my God! <laughs> now, here's your money clip keyword. All right, the word is noise. Uh, N-O-I-S-E. We're bringing the noise. Yeah. All right, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do so. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. And if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest. And that person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Hyundai City. Seven chances to win, and that's it each weekday. We've already, this is our second one, so five left for the rest of the day. Don't miss it. The word is noise. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Don't miss Sequoia Outback's Memorial Day sale with everything that you need to take your outdoor space from taxing to relaxing. Route 309, 309 in Hatfield or at DeckSupplies.com. Well, a man has been arrested for making over 8,000 insulting calls to Spanish emergency services and has now been released on bail while awaiting trial. 8,000 calls? Yeah, to this uh, emergency services in Spain. And, in fact, he went. He called a couple of different emergency services line. Uh, the 49-year-old man was arrested for a serious offense of disobedience as he's ignored repeated requests from the emergency operators to stop using the lines. So what's his issue? Uh, not only was the man repeatedly wasting the time of the emergency services operators, he also only made the phone calls in order to insult them. Huh. Uh, the police headquarters reportedly received a staggering number of calls where operators were insulted. 
Not only were the emergency services operators insulted, but no kind of emergency was required uh, or help was required. An investigation was carried out. There were they were able to discover since 2019, uh, 0-9-1, which is their, their uh, emergency service, right. had recall had received 3,787 calls from the man. While 112 emergency services have received a staggering 4,957, all these calls have been made from the same phone number, and it was soon discovered that uh, the local police had also received similar calls. So the man was arrested. He is now awaiting a trial after being released on bail. Did they give him one call? Yeah, they gave him one call. (laughs) Fire rescue crews were dispatched to a vehicle fire in the late morning hours on Wednesday. The call came at 10.52 a.m., uh, reporting a Hummer was on fire. The occupant of the vehicle had just filled up gas cans at the Texaco Food Mart. So this is where the gas shortages right, are happening. Yeah. And the crew, the fire crew found four five-gallon containers filled with gasoline uh-huh. in the back of the vehicle. Okay. And I don't know how it ignited, but all of that fuel went up and it lit this thing on fire. Uh, there was one injury and the person refused transport against medical service. Uh, they're asking you not to do that type of thing. It's dangerous. There yes. was a there was a, a picture of a guy filling up a tub like a storage tub from yeah. Home Depot, and they're and they're asking it, people not to fill up bags and right. things like that. And everything's coming back online. It's, it it's going to be okay. Yeah, that ransomware yeah. was paid off. Don't it's, worry about it's it. It's going to take a few days, but the the gas situation is going to be taken care of. A Winnipeg man has been charged with assault after police say he randomly punched another man in the face. When that person refused to buy him coffee. Wow. <laughs> Police say officers uh, buy saw... Buy me coffee. Officers actually saw the assault happen while patrolling in the neighborhood on Monday morning. They say a man in his 30s was waiting in his vehicle in a drive through line when another man randomly approached and asked the driver to buy him a cup of coffee. When the driver refused, police say the officers saw the man reach through the open driver's side window... And punch the guy in the face. Was it Duncan Coffee? I don't know. Because I could understand. No, it was probably Tim Hortons. I mean, it was in Winnipeg. So. In Canada, yeah. So the suspect was immediately arrested. A 39-year-old man from Winnipeg has been charged with assault, a causing bodily harm, and remains in police custody. All right, I love this story. A Florida woman arrested on a disorderly intoxication charge claims the only reason that police were called while she was at a hotel pool was that their manager saw her in a bikini and was, quote, Jealous that her body looked good. Ah, man, I can see that. So the manager at the Country Inn and Suite spotted 42-year-old Melody Carr in her two-piece bathing suit at the hotel's pool. And since she didn't recall her uh, ever checking into the hotel, uh, the person at the, uh, the front desk had asked for her room number. Police said Carr became irate, refused to provide her room number, and stormed off. The manager said that she wanted Carr uh, trespassed, but when officers arrived, Carr was walking with a brown dog at La Quinta Inn and Suites, which is located nearby. Carr became verbally aggressive, said the officer needed to leave her alone, and claimed that she wasn't doing anything wrong, but the manager at the hotel called the cops on her because she was, quote, jealous that her body looked good. Y'all just jealous. Uh, Carr claimed her boyfriend had rented a room at Country Inn and Suites, but they got into a fight, so she left, and she was only at the hotel because her car wasn't working. Record show officers told Carr that she needed to move her car from the hotel because she was going to be trespassed and it would be towed. The officer watched his car jump the fence to get to her <laughs> white convertible Mustang and then burned out the tires as she pulled into a parking spot that was directly in front of the one she was in but located on the property of a gas station. So she actually lit the tires up and moved one 
parking spot ahead. Yeah. Police said that that vehicle was uh, stopped by the parking bumper because car couldn't brake fast enough. She then went to the gas station talking to the manager about keeping her car there until she could get it fixed. But when he told her she wasn't allowed, she got pissed off and left. The officer We'd went, like to hire you. <laughs> the officer went to confront Carr after she got banged in her car and noticed that her breath smelled of alcohol when she turned to yell. So she was placed in handcuffs. Uh, police said Carr admitted to having one drink at 9 a.m. at Country Inn and Suites, but couldn't explain why she smelled of alcohol and why she was still visibly intoxicated. She was arrested on a disorderly intoxication charge. Oh, this is messed up, ma'am. A net has been installed across the River Ganges in northern India oh, yeah. after dozens of bodies of suspected oh. COVID-19 victims washed up on its banks. They have had to put a net oh, across God. the river to catch the dead bodies floating down. So in the oh, Ganges, it, they uh, like on any given day in the Ganges, there are bodies that will float along. Well, but they, now they're just... Well, they, they usually cremate them, and they send the ashes down. These right. are These are... Bodies, full, of, bodies. Yeah, full bodies, yeah. All but, right. So officials say they've also increased patrols along the river after the discovery of the bodies. Uh, they were in the state of Bihar and Uttar uh, Pradesh. Uh, Imagery of the bodies washing up on the bank surfaced earlier this week. Uh, Bahrain, uh, Bihar's uh, Minister for Water Resources, Sanjay Kumar, announced on Twitter uh, that a net had been placed into mm. the river uh, near the border between Bihar and Uttar Pradesh. And they said that they were devastated by the bodies floating into the region, suspected of coming from further upstream. So that's what they have resorted to. I'm not going to end on that. Let's end on something a little bit more upbeat if I have that. Okay, here we go. How about this? Uh, one of two planes that collided in the air near Denver, uh, one of them deployed a parachute. It was a, it was one that yeah. was equipped with it, and it slowly drifted to the ground where two people walked away from the aircraft. Uh, the other plane, a small cargo turboprop, landed at an airport, so everybody was okay. Uh, the lone person on board that plane was also unharmed. The collision occurred over Cherry Creek State Park. It was not yet known which aircraft was responsible. Uh, the plane that used the parachute is called a Cirrus SR-22. Seriously. It came down nice and slow, and the other craft aircraft was a Metroliner. Is this, I saw a picture of, a, of an aircraft with a part of its bulkhead torn off on top. Is that the one that... I don't is know. Part I don't of this know. Collision? I'm not sure which one landed yeah. with the parachute or not. A uh, tweet from the National Transportation Safety Board said the incident happened as the planes were landing. Uh, the agency is sending a team of investigators to take a look at it. Steve, it looks like the one with the big top torn off of it was not the one with the parachute. All right. Uh, and was the Metro Liner. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. You have under five minutes to enter the word noise, N-O-I-S-E, for the Preston and Steve money clip giveaway. We're running out of time. Make sure that you don't miss your chance to win. We'll take a break. We'll get to music news, trash, lesson lesson question. That stuff is up next. Stay there. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh, Weezer on 93.3 WMMR. That gets you ready for your weekend, does it not? Hearing that beautiful song and beautiful weather and enjoying the cocktail outside. Oh, so nice. And a Weezer weekend here at MMR. I will tell you more about that in music news. 
which will be coming up in just a moment. But before we do that, we have to do the lesson question and give away our prize. We have a Blu-ray combo pack of the Martanian to give away. And the question we're going to go with this morning is, what happens if you eat too many chips? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Now, you had to have heard that in order to know what I'm talking about. What happens if you eat too many chips? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer and while you're calling, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Uh, Casey, is this my sponsor? That is. Brought to you by Jersey Mike's app. You can order ahead and skip the line. Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, fresh off of leading his wife of six years comes news that John Mulaney is dating Olivia Munn. Mulaney's estranged wife, Anna Marie Tendler, says she had intended to be incredibly upset, but even she would bang Olivia Munn. Yeah. Oh, my God. Katie Holmes and her uh, chef, Emilio Vitolo Jr., have split up after dating for just over a year. Katie said Emilio really sizzled as a friend, but couldn't get things cooking in the bedroom because he has a small penis. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Uh, the search is reportedly well underway for a replacement for Ellen DeGeneres, who is ending her talk show next year. NBC Universal is apparently looking for someone who is currently perceived as more likable than Ellen, and they've been talking to Casey Anthony. Oh my so, God. that's your Hollywood trip. Let's try to get ourselves a winner here, and I need to know what happens if you eat too many chips. And we're going to go to Steve, see if we get the answer. Hey, Steve, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yourself? Good, man. All right, Steve, what happens if you eat too many chips? I think you get sick. You get sick. <laughs> yep. Hang on, Steve. We're going to give you a Blu-ray combo pack of the Mortanian, the riveting true story of courage and survival against all odds, starring Academy Award winner Jodie Foster, Tahar Rahim, Shailene Woodley, and Academy Award nominee Benedict Cumberbatch. You can own it now on Blu-ray and DVD, and it is also available on digital. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Coors Pure, an organic light beer that is refreshingly simple. You can go to contestwmmr.com for a chance to win 500 bucks and a quiz to reveal your organic personality. And that is from Coors Pure. Try it today. Uh, We'll start with Dave Grohl. Uh, He took some time out to talk about his second Rock Hall induction. The Foo Fighters are going to be entered in the hall on Saturday. Uh, this year's, or he spoke about it on Saturday. Uh, wait a minute. What? Is the induction who? It's not this weekend, is it? No. no. I don't know why it says on Saturday. No, right. they haven't even selected the uh, the presenter. <clears throat> yeah. What? I... Like, come on, man. What? All right, so anyhow. Oh, on Saturday, October 30th. Oh! Yeah. This year's class marks the second respective inductions for both Dave Grohl and legendary Tina Turner. Oh, yeah, uh, Coming six years after he was first inducted with Nirvana, Grohl talked about it being more of a celebration this time around, telling Rolling Stone Nirvana's induction was obviously bittersweet, but we were honored to be there mostly to honor Kurt's amazing music. This will be a different vibe for sure. He went on to say, of the Foo Fighters' history... If there's one common thread that's run through the last 25 years of being in this band, it said everything just falls in our laps. He said it really does. Like having the band begin with a simple demo tape, which was finished right around the time Sunny Day Real Estate was breaking up and Pat Smear hearing the tape and offering his service. Dave goes on to credit the band's success on pretty much staying independent of the big-time machinery that boxes in so many bands. He said it's funny. 
There's never been a boardroom full of people discussing any career direction or decision. It's the same eight people for 25 years that follow our gut instincts. If it doesn't feel right, we just don't do it. Don't do it. It can be something as ridiculous as a music video or something as important as knowing when to say no. We're blissfully unaware of a lot of what's going on in the industry and popular music because we built this little fortress around us where we have our own studio and our friends produce our records. So they just do what feels right to them. I mean, there's a lot of luck, but there's a lot of talent, too. Yep. Rage Against the Machine took to social media to share support for uh, Palestine, the Palestinian people in conflict with Israel. The band tweeted the violence and atrocities we're witnessing in the Sheikh Jarrah the Al-Aqsa compound and Gaza are a continuation of decades of Israeli brutal apartheid and violent occupation of Palestine. So they are clearly making their stance be known. Uh, they added, we stand with the Palestinian people as they resist this colonial terror in all its forms. And then a hashtag with Free Palestine. Uh, also out today, love this, is Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young's 50th anniversary deluxe edition of 1970s Deja Vu. The collection, which was curated by Graham Nash, features four CDs, one LP, including 38 newly released tracks uh, featuring demos, outtakes, and alternative versions. Uh, Included is a 12-by-12 hardcover book, rare and unseen photos, as well as uh, annotations by writer-filmmaker Cameron Crowe. Uh, Crow can be heard recounting the making of the LP through first-hand accounts told by people who were present at the time, including the band. Deja Vu was originally released March 11, 1970, served as a follow-up to the previous year's Watershed Crosby, Stills, and Nash collection. Uh, Deja Vu was the first to feature Stephen Stills, Buffalo Springfield, Buddy, and Foyle, Neil Young. Uh, Young had begun performing with CSN shortly after the debut album was released. Uh, Deja Vu, which hit number one for just one week on May 16, 1970, stayed in the Billboard Top 10 for a whopping 23 straight weeks. Highlights of the set include Graham Nash's Instant Standards, Our House, and Teacher Children, uh, featuring, which I didn't know this, Jerry Garcia making his debut on pedal steel guitar. I didn't know that. Yeah, either. I didn't know that either. Uh, David Crosby's title track, and Almost Cut My Hair. Uh, Stephen Stills' Carry On, which is, God, that's one of my favorite songs. And the solo 4 and 20, Neil Young's Helpless, as well as the group's renovation, uh, reinvention, I'm sorry, and definitive take, on Joni Mitchell's Woodstock. Yeah. They're just chock full of great songs. That's a solid one. It's a great album. Now, speaking of that era, Dead & Company <laughs> has announced a 31-date summer and fall tour. And they're going to be playing Citizens Bank Park. Wow. On August 21st. How so, wild is that? Well, everything's what? Full uh, full occupancy? Full attendance? In, yeah. In, at the end of June? but Middle of June. Middle of June. But the fact that uh, that the Grateful Dead is going to fill Citizens Bank Park, wow. Uh, so members Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, and Bill Krutzman uh, is rounded out with guitarist John Mayer. Yeah. Uh, former Allman Brothers band bassist O'Teal uh, Burbridge. Yep. And longtime Rat Dog and Dead Sideman keyboardist Jeff Cementi. And Richard Marks. Uh, no, I didn't see that. Uh, now, I, when I don't have Earth's on-sale date information, Nick, is there anything that you're seeing May there? Pre-sale, May 19th at 10 a.m., and then we're going to have tickets to give away next week, too. Love it. Love it, I love it, I wonder if is going to go to that. I wonder. <laughs> and I'm going to throw this story in that I mentioned earlier this morning, and it may be a band that you've never heard of before, 
Uh, but I've always kind of been somewhat fascinated with this group, and even though I really don't know much of their material. They're called Sparks. Yeah. On Thursday, Focus Features unveiled the official trailer for Edgar Wright's The Sparks Brothers, which is being released to theaters on June 18th. The first documentary from the visionary behind Baby Driver and the Cornetto Trilogy poses an intriguing question, which is, how can one rock band be successful, underrated, hugely influential, and criminally overlooked all at the same time? Features interviews with Flea, Jane Wheedlin, Beck, Jack Antonoff, Jason Schwartzman, and more. Takes audiences on a musical odyssey through five weird and wonderful decades with brothers and bandmates Ron and Russell Mayle celebrating the inspired legacy of your favorite band's favorite band, Sparks. So the Sparks Brothers will be coming out on June 18th. I think I need to see that. Uh, and then also I want to mention this. Today, Pierre and Jackson are going to be Zooming with Amy Lee and Lizzie Hale. That's cool. Getting ready for that show, which is coming out. Pancake is producing this, and it is the Live from Studio Z session, and it will be post. Uh, we will post the Zoom session on WMMR.com after they conclude later on today, from what I understand. So that's coming up. And then... It just doesn't stop. The aforementioned Weezer weekend, Van Weezer, is happening. So double shots every hour this weekend, including songs from the most recent Van Weezer, which is their uh, studio album, which came out. Uh, it's the 15th album that they have. Wow. Uh, that's what it says here. They have 15 albums? Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, it's possible. I'm, I'm a, oh, I've always been a huge Weezer fan. Uh, listen for your chance to call in and win a digital mm. download of the new album and Rivers Cuomo's Funko Pop as well. Fifteen. Fifteen. That's, yep. a, that's a lot. That's what it says here. So, uh, MMR VIPs, click contest WMMR.com uh, to enter your chance to win the Van Weezer Deluxe box set. You can check it out on the contest page as well. It includes all kinds of exclusive stuff with that. And there you go. That's all I have in music news. We have a final break to take. We're going to do it. We'll come back in a moment, and we'll give away our Word of the Week prize and see what Pierre has got coming up for you this fine Friday morning. Stay with us. Roll up your sleeves. It's time for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Hey, gang, this year's event is Friday, June 18th. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. And then cut out early on a Friday to help those in need. Choose from two locations, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and the pride of knowing that you made a difference. Appointments are required for safety protocols, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 16th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. Get help at recoverycentersofamerica.com and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Give me food, give me five, give me zubba zubba zai. <laughs> I love that meme. One of my favorites. <laughs> Metallica, of course, on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. 10.39, Friday morning. Getting ready to wrap the whole thing up and send you off into weekend wonderland. Uh, and the weather is going to cooperate wonderfully. We have um, 75 degrees today and uh, mainly clear skies. Uh, 76 tomorrow. It's looking like the same thing. I think there might be a chance of a passing shower 
on Saturday, but <clears throat> not really calling for rain. And then uh, Sunday, maybe a passing shower, but high 72. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. And you've earned it. You have certainly earned it. You haven't won the money yet. All right? no. You got great weather coming, but you still have five more chances to win today with the Preston Steve Money Clip. So that is coming up in just a little while. We'd like to thank our guest, Rob McElhaney. Yeah, hey! the show this morning. Rob was uh, talking about the Cora Golf Outing, which is coming up a week from Monday. It'll be May 24th at the Philadelphia Cricket Club. We have an opportunity for you to win uh, two foursomes. You could win, well, there are two foursomes to be won. I yes. I put it that way. Two separate foursomes. One at the Militia Hill at the Philadelphia Cricket Club. That includes carts and a four caddy. And then one foursome at the Wissahickon course, a walking course. Caddies are included as well. You will need to tip your caddies. Keep that in mind. Both prizes include meals and beverages. This is a outstanding opportunity for those of you who love the game of golf because those uh, golf courses are exemplary. So the prizes are valued between like $1,600 and $1,900. <laughs> That's heavy duty. You can also buy a foursome uh, and get on board. Those remain on sale. And at the same contest page, you'll find the info at WMMR.com. And like we said, the proceeds benefit Cora Services. Uh, so it was great to have Rob on to talk about that. And I also want to thank and congratulate our teacher, coolest teacher at Strathaven, Kevin Haney. He this and he's like, he's famous over there. He's been teacher of the year. He's a big he's, man on campus. He's been yeah. uh, written up in the New York Times and uh, just super nice guy, too. So he obviously connects with the kids. It's wonderful. And we'll find out who connects at uh, Padua Academy. In Wilmington, because you have all weekend to vote. So you can text the word teacher to 39333, and we're going to send the link to you to vote for your favorite teacher of the year. So thanks to everybody being on the show today. I see Pierre has arrived, and I think he brought in the very thing we were talking about in music news. It was so cool. You're talking about uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. 50th anniversary of Deja Vu. What an album. Um, I'm, I, I didn't even know you, you uh, cared for them. So oh, I, I love was, them. I, was I so love thrilled with yeah. yeah, But I just, it's so funny you mention it, Total Synchronicity, because I went to Main Street Music yesterday. Maniunk. It's uh, great. Maniunk, which I love, and they just got it in. It's beautiful. So you've got the, um, the original packaging uh, and the original album, but all these extra demos. Oh, that's so and, cool. And there's um, vinyl in there, too? Yeah, there's vinyl. Because I see the uh, four CDs. There's four CDs, wow. and the CDs have, um, like, there's demos of our house, demos of, and stuff that never made the record. There's a song called Birds with Graham Nash and Neil Young, just the two of them singing with a piano. Uh, there's <laughs> alternate version of Teach Your Children. Haunting, uh, really. There's um, uh, outtakes where they're stopping songs and going, no, let's try it this way. That's oh, that's cool. cool. Uh, and there's uh, alternate takes of of Carry On and Teach Your Children and Woodstock. There's an early version of Woodstock with Graham and Joni Mitchell singing it, uh, all on this particular marvelous album. And I just did a Zoom with Graham Nash yesterday, which we're going to run um, in a, probably next week or the week after at the very latest. But... Um, Talking all about this and and different different moments in the recording of it. So there are cool. songs in I mentioned. Carry on, uh, yeah. carry on will give me goosebumps when I hear those harmonies. Yeah, and teacher children will cause me to tear up. Wow. So they're they're yeah they 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 have they have a profound effect on me. Their their sound their. Uh, you know, not just their harmonies, but lyrically, musically, all of it, man. They're amazing. Hey, yeah. We just found out this morning that Jerry Garcia plays the slide guitar. Yep. We were unaware of that. Is there a story behind that? Yeah. Um, and uh, 
There is a photo of him on the original inside sleeve. Somewhere. Oh wow! Uh, oh, that, that's a, a great collection. And you got this at Main Street Music. Yeah, Cameron Crowe wrote wrote this little book that goes with it. Uh, they just got it in yesterday. But there's a photo of Jerry, and I asked Graham about that. Where is the photo of Jerry? Um, uh, because uh, Crosby was always hanging out with the Deadheads, and in the studio, Wally Hyders in San Francisco, where they were recording this. Um, right next door, the, uh, here's a little photo of Jerry right there. That's ah. on the original uh, inside sleeve. Wow. Okay. Um, but Wally Hyder's studio was in L.A. and San Francisco. And in one studio was Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. The next one was Jefferson Airplane. The next one was Grateful Dead. So they're doing teach, uh, they're doing teach children. And, um, uh, Stevens, they said, do you want to do a, a solo on this, Stephen or Neil? And they said, we've done so many solos. What else could we do? And Crosby said, the dead are over next door. And Nash says, why don't you ask Jerry? And Crosby went over and asked Jerry. And that's the first time Jerry did pedal steel on a wow. on a song. I didn't know he could even play pedal steel. Pedal steel is a, it's a complex instrument. It? It's, it's not the same as lap steel. Huh. Pedal steel, you actually use your feet and your knees. Wow. Uh, as well as your hands. It's a really interesting instrument. So it's cool to know that he could play that. In this package, there's photos I've never seen. I thought I'd seen every photo because yeah. they're my favorite band. Uh and there's photos and, you know, the fact that Cameron Crowe, this is the house they that they rehearsed the album in. Uh, it belonged to Peter Tork of the Monkees. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, That's um, cool. So uh, they said, we need a place. Still said, we need a place to rehearse. And Stephen Stills had actually tried out for the Monkees. He did, did he? Uh, he did, yeah. He auditioned. Did not pass, uh, uh, fortunately. And um, <laughs> and so... They bar- this is Peter Tork's house in L.A. Wow, where they're actually rehearsing, um, and um, Graham went to to uh, Stephen and said, "We need a good opening song." He said, "Well, um, what do you mean?" He said, "We just need a song, and the minute you put the needle down, it's going to to work." To the next you. day, Stephen came back with "Carry On." Wow, uh, I mean, Stuff yeah, like excellent. Cool. I mean, again, it, multiple ingredients into a flawless. You know, sound. I mean, it's so so amazing that you almost it was it, you you get the notion that it was just predetermined that this was going to end up this way because when you hear those harmonies and when you hear, I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's just one of those legendary stories, you know, of them coming together in that way. How many? How many? He could have he could have gotten on the monkeys. I mean, he could have derailed <laughs> the whole thing. You just never know. You never know. Way. Well, I mean, the Buffalo Springfield came about because Stills had met Neil. But he was hanging out on Sunset Boulevard. Neil drove by in a hearse. Yeah. <laughs> and and he was driving a hearse. He had a name for it. I've forgotten the name for the hearse. And he saw Stills and pulled over and said, hey, what are you doing here? That was the beginning of the Buffalo Springfield. Which I love and as well. It all, you know, sprung, pardon the uh, thing, from there. You know, so it's just, uh, you know, how it all happened. I mean, there was a lot of storms in, you know, the, these... Crosby used to say that it's four vials of nitroglycerin. Drop one and the whole thing goes up, <laughs> they which it did me, often. <laughs> they remind me of the Eagles because you, you had these wonderful, beautiful love songs and, and yeah. peace and love. And, and, and behind the scenes, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yes, very often. <laughs> did you did you did you see the documentary Echo in the Canyon and and uh, uh, I saw one of the two of yeah. them. And there's, there's one, one that, uh, that Jacob Dylan hosts. That that's I saw. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's one also one that's solely on on uh, David uh, Crosby, and uh, he is incredibly candid about oh, his yes, I, his career. I saw and he, that one too. And yeah. he's basically says, I'm I'm sort of paraphrasing, but he's saying, 
you know, you know, all these people that I was coming against are so difficult. And as it turns out, I'm an a-hole. <laughs> well, it was him. I, CSNY were on the verge of another tour when Crosby opened his rather wide mouth. And and I love him, but um, he speaks we, without thinking. And uh, trash Daryl Hannah, who right. was uh, Neil's girlfriend at the time, and and still is, actually. Yeah. And uh, that was the end of that. That killed it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, they've left us with some fabulous music. There you go. Like that, like Deja I just love that. You mentioned that in music news. That made yeah. me so joyous. All right, let me ask you this. And I know people are waiting for us to get the letter of date. Did you hear me mention Sparks? I did. You're familiar with Sparks? I am. Yeah. All I can remember, I'm thinking about that as I'm listening to you, and I'm going to... Tall, skinny guy with, with the, the mustache. mustache. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I can't. Rem- I couldn't name you a song. But- I am the same way, and I, for some reason, I've always been kind of fascinated by that man. <laughs> and now I'm going to have to take a dive this week. And I actually listen to a bunch of sports. Well, the Jane Whelan song. The, the and then also you mentioned yeah, the movie cool Roller places. Coaster, and there's a song in it that they sing. Really called Big Tall Ladies, wow. which is just a goofy song. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a Sparks weekend here. Yeah. On there you tomorrow. go. <laughs> Partnered up with Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> Sparks. All right, let's get the letter. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. S as in Stephen Stills. All right, and we'll take caller number 8 at 215-263-WMMR and see if you know the word. And if you do, we can set you up with a prize. So make sure that you do give us a call right now. Uh, what's up on the program? We've got Workforce Blocks of Aerosmith, Cage the Elephant. Uh, they're going to be part of um, the Firefly Festival, which Bam Bam has tickets for. Uh, oh. And that's pretty cool, uh, as well as the Killers are on that festival. Not till September, mind you, but uh, it's happening. And Talking Heads for uh, David Byrne's birthday today. We've got one more, two more chances in the Money Clips contest. Uh, that'll be at noon and two. Then Jackson, two more at four and six. And then Jackie Bam Bam during the All Request Friday night extravaganza at 8 o'clock. And um, we'll also have tickets for Genesis to give away and tickets for Rise Against to give away. And if all that is not enough, thank you for mentioning. Uh, Jackson and I uh, do our Zoom interview with Lizzie and Amy uh, at 3 o'clock. Nice. Uh, Lizzie Hale and uh, Amy Lee. Lizzie from uh, Hailstorm. Amy Lee from Evanescence. uh, And talk about the tour that they have uh, uh, announced and just went on sale, I believe, this morning. We're presenting that, right? Yes, we are. And um, that is in December uh, over in Camden. All right. It's going to be a chock-full show, full of chalk today. Lots of chalk, no blackboards. No. (laughs) All right, we're going to go to the phones. We're looking for caller number eight, and it is, it's Linda. Linda. Hey, hey Linda. Hi, how you doing? Uh, wonderful. All right, Linda, we need the word of the week, please. Tacos. Tacos. Great day in the morning. <laughs> Got it. All right, Linda, we are going to set you up with this product that uh, people on the show here have been raving about for a while. We have a $250 credit for squeeze.com. Oh. Uh, so you get your juice cleanse. Enjoy, and thank you for listening, Linda. Thank you. All right, hang on the line. We'll get your information, and don't forget, it's the best juice cleanse on the market. It lose, is. Lose weight, better sleep, more energy, online ordering, and same-day delivery at Squeezed, with a D there, 
dot com. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, official coffee of the President Steve Show, and Acme. They have everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme fresh foods, local flavors, and also Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Next week on the program, just a couple things to mention. Uh, oh, it's time for a Todd Glass visit. <laughs> awesome. So we'll do that and see how Todd is. And also, uh, Brat Pack member Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. He's got a book out. We'll be talking to him and a few other surprises as well. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, a safe weekend, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat, two da bat, two ba 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 ba